across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. For those about to talk, we salute you. Talk Radio. Evening, dear listener. Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Uh, anyone can call in now. That's all they need to do. It doesn't have to be new callers or old callers. It's whoever you fancy. Very simple. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. You can call in about anything you want. I'm, um, yeah, I've got a few things to talk about. We'll see what happens. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Song calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end. When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style Radio, and um, later on I'll be picking the stories of the day from the Sun newspaper, and tugging off an old man. Now, what? now, <laughs> the dream is over. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. So, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ian Lee here. Catherine's over there. Yeah, um, and uh, very exciting that we've got an exclusive interview with Boris Johnson. <laughs> Johnson bottled it. He bottled it, didn't he? Did you sing that to the tune of Coronation Street? Johnson bottled it. He just bottled it. 
Gove stitched him up. Now he's over for the time being. He still makes half a million pounds a year from writing for the Telegraph. Well, and talking of writing, that speech. Yeah. He changed the last line, didn't he? Yes, the last line was going to be, so I think the, the person for that job is me, me! Boris Johnson! To rapturous applause. And he changed it to, I think the person for that job is... <laughs> he bottled it. He bottled it. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. He absolutely bottled it. Speaking of which, mm. Coronation Street's going to be on six nights a week. Thank goodness I don't watch it. Well... I used to. You know, I used to get, I got obsessed, uh, it was before I knew, I used to get obsessed with Coronation Street and I would Sky Plus it, series link it, and we came back from a two-week holiday, and so we had, in total, I, I had nine episodes, there was a couple I'd missed before, nine episodes to watch. I watched them all back to back, right? <gasps> it was like watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy, mm. but in Weatherfield, yeah. right? Was it so Jack and Vera days? Yeah, yeah, it was Oh, then was good days. So I watched, I watched these nine episodes. It's like three hours. No, hang on. What's the, 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 sort of four and a half hours. I don't know. Three hours. I don't know. I, anyway. Ages. It was ages and ages of it. And I was like tripping on Coronation Street. I, honestly. Off. I was like off my nuts on, um, 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 what do they call the pub in it? The Rovers. The Rovers return. How can you not know we've been I was going to say, it. I was going to say the Woolpack. But then I think of the Woolpack. I think of Amos Brearley and, um, Amos Mr. Wilkes. Mr. Wilkes. Now, there was a very modern relationship in a very unenlightened time, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, they obviously were um, an old gay couple. Well. Well, no, they obviously were. I just thought they were, quote-unquote, confirmed bachelors. Well, exactly, but it was never it was never directly acknowledged. But it, but even as a youngster, I, I kind of got the reference, and good for them. Good for them. That's right. why they called it the, the Woolpack. Really? Oh, it's so obvious now. Woolpacking them in. Now. Um, so six nine. So I watched all of the oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. It's not new callers. That was yesterday, but new callers are welcome as per usual. Everybody's welcome. I can see the first cab off the rank is looking like it's going to be Kadonk, but someone could beat him to it even even now at this um, early stage of the um, thing. But um, so I watched all of these um, Coronation Streets back to back. And I was like, honestly, I was just off my face on Corrie, right? I was like, oh, wow. this is some good shiz, man. And I, I, I couldn't wait for the next one, but I, I had to. And then I went to my Tesco's, big Tesco's, right? And I'm still tripping in Coronation Street land, but I'm in Tesco's. And I'm, mm. I'm, 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 I'm at the till and I've got my tr- trolley full of stuff. You'd bought, like, tripe, pies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Betty's Hot Pots. Yeah. That's a euphemism. In the same way that Mrs. Slocum's pussy is. What did that mean? Her vagina. Flipping it. Um, and lo and behold, stood in front of me at the till was Dev. Dev Allahan. Actual Dev. Actual Dev. No, 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 no. But he's, um, it's weird because when he talks in real life, right? He doesn't talk so slowly? He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't put weird pauses in the sentences. It's almost like he's not acting. But when he's on telly, it's almost like he's acting. How do you do the dev acting? It's kind of, oh, come oh, on. Oh, Deirdre, come on. Let's go back to my flat and we'll have a good time. <laughs> that is, that's quite good. Deirdre Rashid, of course. Yes. She's been through a lot of men. Well, she's no longer with us, of course. And no, so Mc- fair play to her. And McKirkbride. Uh, mm. She's no longer with us. Um... Uh, but she really had a good run for her money, all things considered. Right. I know that she was supposed to be kind of slightly dreary. Yeah, dreary, dreary, dreary. But actually...
actually, when you look at the pictures of her when she was young, yeah. she was hot. No, she Th- wasn't. Them glasses were no. horrible, but she was quite a good-looking woman. I tell you, um, and we'll be compiling a family tree of all of Deirdre's lovers throughout the show this evening, 08444991000. I was nearly Tracy Barlow. Well, this is, this. tell us your Tracy Barlow story, and I'll tell you mine. Right, this is how close I came to being Tracy Barlow. Wow. Really close. Yeah. Really, really close. I remember being at my gran and granddad's, it must have been yeah. a Sunday. Yeah. And uh, Grandad was reading the local paper, probably the Manchester Evening News or something. Yeah. He said, hey, look, they're doing auditions for a Tracy Barlow. Beautiful. Our Catherine could do that. Yeah. Our Catherine could do that. D- Grandad always thought she'd be on the stage. Yeah. Because he thought the sun shone out in my backside, as grandfathers are prone to think of so their grandchildren. So what happened at the audition? Well, I didn't go because my dad said over his dead body. But it could have been me that went upstairs playing tapes and came back with a new head. I interviewed when we used to do rise which was channel 4's ill-fated big breakfast replacement breakfast show rise no rye we had would have a lot of eastenders actors on and a lot of coronation street actors on and without mm. fail the eastenders actors were asses and the coronation street actors were delightful absolutely like like humbled to be there you, you know. know why london yeah exactly and um we had tracy barlow on which one? The, the, pro- one, the, the me one. one. No, the, the, yeah, the grown woman one. Oh, no, that wouldn't have been me. I'd have been the kid with the bunches. Oh, which one? Were, hang on, how many Tracy Bollers have there been? Loads. The, the, I was w- the one... I might have been the one that came down the stairs after playing the tapes, or the one that went upstairs and played the tapes. The woman one. Ah, now, she yeah. is the best friend... There we go. ...of a friend of mine. Okay, I'll wait for four nine nine one thousand. I've got a picture with her. On telly, nothing special. In real life, yeah. one of the sexiest women in the world. Second Tate, only, is, I don't know. Yeah. Second only to Saran Jones. Wow. Right. She exudes, exudes hotness. I interviewed Saran Jones. Yeah. It was either my fault or she wasn't up for it. She's a, she's a man's woman. Right. She's a man's she woman. Up for it then. She's not a woman's woman. She's a man's woman. She turns it on for me. She turned it on for me. Mm. She turned it on for me. And I tell you, some of the people we had on Rise were brilliant. Do you remember we had the bangles on there? I'm there flirting with Susanna Hoffs. Susanna Hoffs, me and the bangles, flipping heck. Blimey, those were the uh, days. Saying that, I had to get up at quarter past three every morning. But I did get, you know, I had, I, I had, I had fun. It was only working two hours a day, and then I'd go and play video games. But blinding, absolutely blinding. So Coronation Street is going to be on so how many nights a week is coronation street on now i don't know i don't watch it but i, I was thinking the difference between you and me that yeah that you went away and stockpiled coronation street yes i went away yes stockpiled french french films no 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 when i came back yes from be- living abroad go on didn't watch any soaps anymore at all i was I, off cold turkey i eventually as you know knocked soaps on the head yeah. on the head because at one point i was two times a day girl yeah know? i watched neighbors and home and away both times oh they're, they're not even proper soaps well no I, I was a coronation strip never an east enders fa- well i was an east enders fan when it started mm. when i was 11 we used to tape it and watch it but uh, uh, coronation strip all the way um brookside I used to like uh, damon's been stabbed oh, oh no damon's been stabbed and i tell you one i loved and i'm probably the only person who did yeah el dorado <coughs> el well, dorado you well, say that, that was amazeballs uh, uh, brookside Cl- brookside was didn't I I, I I i tuned out towards the end when everyone did but didn't um terry sullivan turn into like a cult 
leader. Didn't they? His house became yes. like a cult. <laughs> yeah. And he, it, it blew up. He wasn't up, the like, leader. He, he got, fell in with the wrong But like crowd. Waco style. Yeah, and they yeah, blew yeah. the house up. Hold close. The, the, the most, your most, uh, this is the phone in tonight. Mm-hmm. You want a phone in? This is the phone in, right? Your most memorable image from Brookside. Oh. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Because I've got one going. What's yours? When that nurse fell down the stairs. Don't know that one. Yeah, it was really sad. My most memorable image from Brookside is when the bloke that was unemployed, whose name escapes me, Sinbad. No, no, he was the one. No, not Sinbad. He was Cork- Billy Corkill. Billy Corkill. No, no, Billy Jimmy Cor- Corkill. No, Billy Corkill. Billy Corkill. Billy Corkill got made. Billy Corkill was a scab. He was a scab. Oh, but he was lovely. He worked, Poor Billy. No, no, no. But he worked through the he worked through the strikes, mm. right? Uh, and then he lost his job, and the union wouldn't stick up for him. No. And he went nuts. And he got his car, and he drove around Brookside Close, and then he dr- did, was doing donuts on the front garden. That that I remember. Right. That. But I, he was the nice brother. There was Jimmy, Jimmy was the bad money. And I think Jimmy Corkill, and I'll be corrected in a court of law by a legal team if I'm wrong. I think he got up to shenanigans in real life mm. as did um the one who became a cultist terry he was the getaway driver do you want to check this first before you say it out loud for his mum when she went shopping good <laughs> but but one of the cast of brookside um and someone can tweet me the facts um was a getaway driver for um a bank robbery mm. got done for it mm. got done for it mm. unbelievable isn't it? it's, it's funny how, how life imitates no or does it imitate it doesn't because uh, do you know what happens no go on when for these this is why i've probably stood a chance of being tracy barlow yes or maybe not because i would have been a method actress yeah but sometimes they just hire someone and they play themselves don't they so you know if they're a bit of a scout oh ian beale well i was going to say if they're a bit of scally in real life yeah, they just yeah. end up being a richer scally um yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah i do know what you mean oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand the only question we're asking this evening is what's your enduring image of brookside um oh i've got another one when damon no no not damon when damon's sister lost her virginity they did it on the they started in the dining room floor they did it on the floor Blimey. and they wound up in the living room and i remember they made a con about look how far we've traveled um, what did he do? Scrape along the floor? Well, it was just very... You, Lino. They were just young people. It's Lino. No. And, of course, <laughs> their mum, Sue Johnston, was a devout Catholic. Yeah. And Ricky Tomlinson, the de- devout Catholic family. No, he wasn't. He wasn't in it. He wasn't her husband in that. He was, though, wasn't he? I, I think, think he might have been in it, but he... No, she was no, married no, to no. Billy Corkill. No, she was Sheila Grant. Yeah, you She was married to Barry... No, Barry Grant was her son. Yeah, exactly. And Jimmy and and the 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 bloke from the royal family was was the dad. Flipping out. That was the genius of the casting of Carolina Hearn. Is that it was the mum and dad from Brookside? Oh, I'm going to have to watch all that again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, it's all making sense. Simon Allen, stay there. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We're asking tonight, what's your most memorable image of Brookside? Now, I've said it out loud, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds really boring. I think it sounds proper intellectual. Scott's tweeted, my most memorable Brookside moment, Jackie screaming, I've had it up to here with the drugs, Jimmy! (laughs) I had a crush on her. Oh, she was My other one, my other, right, okay, another enduring image, right, is... That uh, flipping sweatshirt she had on for about five years. Yes, she did. Oh, wait, 4994991000. I liked, I had a crush on her. Um, but, um... She wore a ruffle. The, um, the guy who used to be in a children's television programme called, I think called The Music Box... Yeah. ...became a heroin addict with that 
um, sexy lady who became a, a police officer in another programme on the BBC as his girlfriend. Flipping heck. You're as vague as me mother. He had glasses and the rims were made of clear plastic. I remember that very well. And he became a heroin addict. He had a short, fat, round friend, right? And um, and the story was, it was that even middle class people can get addicted to drugs, guys. Of course they can. They've got the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the short, fat, round friend said to the woman who became a police officer in a BBC programme. Yeah. He said, why don't you try it? It's better than all the sex in all the world. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember better than all the sex in all the world. Um, all uh, the sex in all the world. Something is better than all the sex you've ever had. That was it's better than all the sex you've How ever does had. He know? Well, um, let's let's uh, let's see. If we can find. Let's get Alan on because I'm enjoying this and I need to come down a bit. Yes, Alan. Yeah, baby. I was speaking to an old friend of yours today, boss. Oh, blimey! Which one was that? Kate Lawler. Oh dear. Um, go on, and what happened? No, but to briefly on on another radio. Virgin oh. Radio. Yeah, in the afternoon. I'm on um, Virgin Radio this Sunday at ten o'clock in the morning. Did you do a takeover? Yeah, I'm doing the takeover, mate. I've got some cracking songs. Are you going to be there too, Kath? No. No one asked me. You, she sat in and watched the, the master at work. I did a Yoko while I did it. Um, and by, uh, by Yoko, she means she put herself in a sack and started screaming. Ah, Apparently, Morrissey was in Brookside. I didn't know that. No, I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. We're not including, and cu- there are rules to What's this, guys. What's the phone number for this joint? 0844 499 uh, We're not including the lesbian kiss or the, the burial of the dad under the, the porch. We're not, we're not including that. So you're not doing the body under the patio? No, we're not, we're not including that, because I, that, for me, was um, Fonzie jumping the shark. That, that oh, no, was, I thought that was good. No, that no, was no. It was the, mum, the mum's face. Oh, what was haunt, her name? Haunt me forever. She had a downturn mouth permanently. It was Mandy. Mandy, yeah. And so poor that, Simbad. So that, does, that, that, that doesn't count at all. By the way, dear listener, we've literally only got Alan and Simon calling in at the moment. You don't have to call in about this, because I know we're getting new listeners all the time. We don't normally even talk about anything. You so can call in about nothing. We you, we, we, you know, literally call in about nothing if you want. 0844 Anyway, Alan, what you got for us? Oh, my enduring bookside moment was from 1998, when they had a gut explosion on the parade. Oh, yeah, oh, I remember yeah. the gas explosion? Yes, I do remember that. Was it, was it not... Charlie was trapped in a storm drain. Was it not Jimmy Corkill's fault in some way? No, it wasn't Jimmy's. Mm. It, it was an actual gas explosion. Wowzers. Hey, there's a lovely tweet here about... Oh, Ron- by a faulty cooker <laughs> fixed by Ron Dixon. Yeah, Ron Dixon, yes. Just been mentioned on Twitter. Ron and Beverly Dixon's house name, do you remember? Says Teen Spoon. It wasn't done, done... one. It wasn't done Roman. Casa Bevron. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got that right. Did you get that right, Alan? Yeah. Flipping heck. Yeah, I've watched Bookside since it started on Channel 4. When it, you, when it first started, I thought the old guy was Patrick Troughton from Doctor Who. Do you remember the old guy? Yeah. The old guy looked the like the old fella from um, Up. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did, did, did look like the old fella. What was he called? Cr- Crossley. Cr- Harry Cross. Cross. <laughs> Harry Cross. <laughs> Women names. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he had um, he had a weird little old man that moved in with him when his wife died, didn't he? Ralph Harwick. You're flipping it, Caddick. How come you know so much about Brookside? Like I say, I've watched it since the first day on Tuesday the 2nd of November 1982. Is the... I get, there's a furore on, on uh, Twitter because I'm not allowing um, Anna Friel or the body. Sorry, guys, them's the rules. 
Um, is Brookside Close still there? It is, but actual people live there now. Do they really? Do they really? Because it used to, it was built specifically for the TV mm. programme, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because, funnily enough, yes. Brookside was number five to number ten, you didn't see who lived at number one okay. to number four. Wowzers. Well, I wonder, well, isn't that mysterious? <laughs> Go on. Steve says, the best moment of Brookside was when Ron Dixon met Dick Ronson, who had a rival Moby. Oh, I remember that. Flipping it. I've just got it as well. Ron Dixon. Yeah. Dick Ronson. Yeah. Like his nemesis. Yeah, yeah. Clever stuff, wasn't it? Clever. <laughs> and you remember David Crosby? I... Yes, I do. The posh old fella. Bing. Yeah. Bing, yes. Well, Alan, we've really, really, um... I don't know what this show is tonight. It's unlike any show I've done before, but we're going to go with it. Why the hell not? Thank and you. Also, uh, yes. Why did you let Rupert Murdoch take over the station? Because he he walked in um, and he emptied his pockets, and um, you would not believe the amount of cash that fell out of his pockets. And we all went, "Yes, sir." As I've always said, Alan, I'm a big fan of the Sun and all of the good work that Rupert Murdoch has done for this country. I've always said that, Mr. Murdoch, sir, and um, you can uh, I can make tapes of me saying that for you sir and boy oh boy i'm glad i wasn't on any um television programs making fun of his wife to, uh, his, his marriage to jerry hall or wendy ding so that's good well kath's actually sucking up to the boss i'm not i'm just keeping quiet man i've got to keep me head uh, down the, i'm the, disposable the jig's over boyle the game's over we i'm surprised we lasted as long as we did that's it carpe diem caesar fish the car- lack of car pay that I'm worried about. Yes, Simon! Kids. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Simon. As you know, I've moved to Liverpool recently. I do know this, yes. The, fir- the first thing I did is went to Brookside. Oh, mate. As it- you should. Is, is, and and what, what was it like walking on those hallowed um, paving slabs? Well, it, it, like Alan said, they've, uh, it's an actual real place now where people Hang on, live. hang on! My heart was beating then, yeah, like, good, double the speed. So you went? You went there? Yeah, well, well, I had to Google it, and I ended up going to the wrong place. There's actually two Brookside clothes. Oh, they do that. That's what they used to do in um, the war, is they would um, point all the signs in the opposite d- direction. So if Jerry ever landed, um, and they go, Which, Ah, look, this sign is pointing to London! But really, it would take you to, like, Swindon. Because the Germans didn't have maps, did they? Well, they didn't have particularly good maps. Do you know why? Here's the thing. Do you know what you so you get you're right. Kelly Betts, she's been watching on the Periscope. Hello, Betts. Give us a call. She's on now. Ring us up. Ring us up, you muppet. Um here's the thing. Do you know why the Nazis never bombed Windsor Castle? Because they wanted to visit it. No, because Adolf Hitler was going to live in it when they no. took over. Yeah, he was going to live no. in the Windsor Castle. That's what they said about Dover Castle. Well, it's true about Windsor Castle. Why would you want to live in Dover? Why would you want to live in Dover? Dover hasn't even got a castle. You would bomb Dover Castle because it's right on the cliffs. Exactly, yeah. So why didn't he? No, because they they weren't bothered about bombing Dover. They wanted to get mainland. Well, they wanted Hitler wanted to live in Windsor Castle. He wanted Windsor. I think you need to verify that. Well, I, I, I went on a duck boat tour 
Turn that buzzing off because it's annoying me now. I, can't I went turn on. It off. Yes, turn you can. The phone off. I, I went on a duck boat tour and, uh, of Windsor, and before we were plunged into the river, which I was allowed to sit in the front seat when they did that because I'm a celebrity, oh. uh, and because I had a four-year-old child with me. And you once had a captain's hat. Yes. They um, one of the facts they told me, and I retained quite a lot of facts on this tour, including the fact that um, low bridges over a river will generally have red crosses across it. Do you know why, Simon? Um, case you're flying an aeroplane. N- you've flying. Swans, um, uh, uh, to, to, to swans, bridges are invisible. But if there are red crosses on it, they see the red crosses and they avoid it. That's almost right. What was that? What was that noise? That I've, I've got a pug sleeping next to me. It keeps snoring. Oh, oh blame it on the dog! Yeah, you have, no, <laughs> pug doesn't make noise like, noises like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I've got, I've got a funny story to tell you today. Well, it's not a funny story, really. Go on. It's, um, my life's becoming a bit like Mr Bean. Yeah. So, I picked him up from play school earlier. Um, oh, come on, mate! Well, <laughs> I send him there every day. He yeah. likes it. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your, what you're pretending is a pug. <laughs> your nickname for your arse. <laughs> he, um, so, I, I picked him up, I put him in the car. Yes. And then suddenly I heard a click. And he stood on the central locking. Yeah. Oh. And locked the car. Who the dog with did? The car keys in it. The dog? <laughs> yeah. Oh, flippin' heck. So I couldn't get in the car. So what happened? So, so I was trying to coach him to walk back over it, and he just fell asleep. Because obviously he's been at play school all day, so he's quite tired. <laughs> so then I called, um, I called a locksmith out, and they were, I said, oh, there's a dog stuck in the car. Yeah. And they were, oh, is it aggressive? Oh, because we won't be able to come out and sort it out. If it's oh, for crying out loud. Everyone's got a touch of the Johnsons. <laughs> come on. Come so, on. An hour later, someone came out and uh, we tried to stick something through to open it. He couldn't open it at all. Um, so then he had to call someone else. And in the end, they had to make a new key to unlock the door. How, well, how did they do that? Out of soap? Well, I'm not quite sure. He, he went in a special van. Yeah, he wouldn't let you see it. Secrets. No. I once saw, um, uh, I, I was always getting locked out of my house, and, um, lo- it was an, when I lived in London, that the, f- it was a front door, it was, a, it, was a, it was a flat, so the front door was like this old door with a Yale lock, and then there was like a, a security door behind it that would get into the flat, and if I got locked out of the front door, um, they would always come and just pop it open, and they wouldn't show me, they wouldn't show me how they popped the, the, the lock open, and I did it about four times, and on the fourth time, I saw how they did it, right, bit of plastic, you get a plastic water bottle, an Evian bottle, right, or something, you cut it, so it's a it's a bent bit of plastic it's got to be quite thin and then you put it in the lock and you just wiggle it wiggle it push it wiggle it and eventually it will slide between the lock and the 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 door and it, it pops open Ooh. you push it brilliant you do that so that's how you break into old people's homes for that reason it's please quite... double lock your doors yes mr Miller. it's quite scary that someone can just go and make a key isn't it yeah i'm suspicious yeah, i mean that's a bit in uh they're all they're all here's the thing all locksmiths um, pretty much without exception, are ex cons. Well, let me tell you something. They look dodgy. Yeah. At the radio station we used to work at, before you came, yeah. there used to be a guy who did the consumer programme. Oh, yeah. And he got into scrapes with an excessive number of dodge pots, okay. one of which was a locksmith. Oh, yes. And one day he came home from work Uh-oh. to find the locksmith sitting in his house. Wow. Hmm. I would have assaulted the locksmith. I would have defended my property. You would have done the same as this guy, which was terrified, legged it and rang the cops. Um, it, it, the, the, the thing about these locksmiths as well is every single one of them 
wanted the £130 to come and do a five-minute job in cash. Can I get a receipt for that? Well, I've not got my receipts on me. You dodge pot. You'll get 130 quid. For, you, it, you, I know what. I tell you what. It'll be cheaper if I close my eyes and you you spend five minutes going around my house putting whatever you can in your sack. That'll save me money. Unbelievable. What's your pub you, called? Uh, Barney. Barney the farter. Well, Simon, <laughs> um, th- th- I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that things are, are working out. We'll go to a break in a second. But here is uh, Morrissey on Brookside. So do I. You're Morrissey. I know. You used to be with the Smiths. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? I've come to do an interview. Great. What are you doing here? Nothing. What are you doing here? Why? We're ready for you now. Got to go. Nice to meet. Yeah. And that clip really does display the um, the, the, the spot-on Scouse humour <laughs> of the series, doesn't it? 0844 499 1000. Hey, Ian. <laughs> this is well, no, no. I don't know. 0844 Um Gosh, we've got to... We've got loads of blokes calling in. I would have thought... Which is great. I would have thought we would have had um, more ladies Why? calling. Brookside was was a, a, a ladies program. No, it, it, it had quite a lot of crime in it. I'd think that. Yeah, was... but it was soft crime for girls. I'm not, I'm not criticism. I love girls. Um, it, it, and it, crime. It ruined it for me. What was that guy? Um, tub thumper. Um, Jackoff. What? What's his name? The young lad. The young lad. It, it, and then it all became about him and that girl. The girl, towards the end, the I'm girl... at you, really are then, my mother. The girl who then became a dirty girl in real life and had pictures of her boobs everywhere. You remember her. Uh, they were like a cute little couple on the show, but then they got ideas above their station in real life. Oh, hang on. Shh. Hang on. Are you talking about Jennifer Ellison? Yes. And, um, her... Oh, that was, that was old. That was... I wasn't watching it by And that then. boy... Her boyfriend was Wing Sprocket. What Hang was his on. name? Someone just posted a picture of him. Um, Tined. Thank you. Tined. 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 I didn't watch it by then. When no, was that? Like? That was when it started getting a bit silly. Phil Redmond, of course, the genius. Hollyoaks. Behind uh, Brookside, Hollyoaks, Grain Chill. He had, uh, a couple of years after the success of Hollyoaks, he was given um, a late night channel four not a spin-off show but it was like a, a harder drama series and we were allowed to stay up and watch it right what which one was this well i'm gonna tell you a minute hollyoaks after dark no 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 not hollyoaks this is no this is this is before way before hollyoaks right and me and me were allowed to watch it it was filthy it was all about johnny's doing it and drugs it, um and it was called it was called what now what now Oh, now. hang on! That rings a bell. Went, and the title, the, the when it went to the ad, when it didn't you have to adverts. choose what happened next? No, you're thinking of, of Ian Livingston and Steve something fighting fantasy books. Oh, it went. What now? What now? What now? What now? Oh, um, and it had a scouse. What was it called again? What now? And it had a big round Scouse man in it. This is Ian Lee on Talk Radio, by the way. Oh eight four 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 nine nine thousand. You don't have to talk about Brookside. 
or Phil Redmond. We just but it helps. We, we, we are. Anything goes. Um, and it had a scouser that was in a lot of scouse things. Let's go to Bruce. Good evening, Bruce. 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 Hang on a minute. Hang on. Bruce, I can hear you. Bruce. Right, get Bruce back, please. Emma, let's go to Dr. Schmullops. Yes, Dr. Schmullops. Oh, good evening. Well, uh, with the risk of running the uh, wrath of my wife over my head, uh, Brookside did have some really pretty ladies on it. Um, Yeah, it did. It did have some very beautiful women in it. It it started off the uh, pretty lady syndrome. Otherwise, it was pretty drab on the other stuff like you said. Are you saying this while you're holding a baby? Or have you got a pug as well? six months old <laughs> wow that's that's seedy that i mean that is really to phone up a late night radio show <laughs> to perv over <laughs> women from the 80s whilst holding your six month old baby that really does take seediness to it to a whole new level but please continue dr schmallops now what i would say phil redmond would be very very proud if he could write a plot like that went over today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The backstabbing and conniving that went on today, and you, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, today, uh, I, I today was fun. a lot of fun, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. Oh, that is. I'm still laughing and chuckling. <laughs> How one got his comeuppance? Yeah. Well, the, the, but the thing is, the, yes, it's, it is brilliant that Boris Johnson got stabbed in the chest, and it was hilarious. <laughs> Serves him right, right. But here's the bad news: we're definitely going to leave Europe now. <laughs> If he'd oh. have if he'd have been prime minister, we would have stayed in Europe. Well, because he couldn't he couldn't have done it. He could not, uh, and we've lost Tris as well, please. He could not have done it. But um, it, it, now he's not going to be the prime minister. May will get in, and she's going to press the button. You're upsetting the baby. Uh, and the thing is, if you thought Boris was bad, yeah, May's going to be. <laughs> well, at least with Boris, we know what you're going to get: a two-faced lying get. <laughs> with, with May, we haven't got a clue. We don't know anything about her. Oh, mate, she's going to be uh, Margaret Thatcher T-1000. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that and uh, claim it as my own, but thank you, Doctor. You're most welcome to. <laughs> yeah, you're very kind. Thank you, Dr. Schmalps. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. 844 is the phone number. Stephen's on the line. Good evening, Stephen. Hello, you all right? I'm all right, Stephen. Yeah, what you got for us, boss? Uh, yeah, you remember me, don't you, from the other night? How can we forget? Yeah, how can you forget? Listen, do you know that song you play at the beginning of your show? Yes. It's called, do you know what it's called? Do you know where it comes from, that music? The Littlest Hobo song? Ah, yeah. Have you ever watched the programme? No, well, is there a TV programme? Uh, yeah, have you ever watched the actual shows? Do you know the dog? What, what was it about? What do you mean? It's it just a, a dog. It's, it's you used a song. to go around uh, and meeting different people. Eating and, different uh, people? Oh, it's such sad. I was watching it on YouTube last night. Hang on a minute. So there's a, that song that we I've been playing that song for like the last six years. Do you want to go and yeah. give Emma a quick hand? Yeah. And get, get Tris up as well. I've been um, um, playing that song for the last six years. You're telling me it's a t- from a TV show about a dog that would eat people. Yeah, it used to roam around. It was hungry. It was a, a stray, yeah. and it used to roam around and meet different people, and they'd take it in and yeah. then do what they do, yeah. and then it'd go away and go uh, somewhere else. It was you just go on oh, YouTube man. and watch it. It's really good. Blimey! Does anybody? Hang on a minute. 
Does anybody else remember this, or is Stephen phoning me up and winding me up? I'm not bugging you. No, seriously. You are making this up. There's a programme about a dog that went around eating people. Type in no. the little not doing it. Watch the programme. I'm not falling for that, Steve. You I, must think I'm some right old plonker. No. Honestly, no. and also going back to Brookside, yes. you remember a character called Tommy McArdle? Oh, he was a nut job, wasn't he? Ah, uh, you see, I know my past. Uh, the other night when I phoned you up, you were saying I sounded like Frank Sidebottom. I was assholed when I phoned you. Ah, oh, right. deadly sober. Right, right. Well, I don't, rem- I don't remember. I don't remember you calling the other night. Of course you do. You told me I'll never forget you. You said. Well, I say that to a lot of girls. Twenty uh, seventh of this month. What does? That, well, I don't know what the date is today. <laughs> no, go back to your program on the twenty seventh. I now want to do. I was totally off my head, and I phoned you up, and you said I sounded like a fag tide bottom. But what did you? Well, I, get, I need more than that. What did you say during your phone call? I was talking about my ex-wife. Oh, she can't and, pick uh, up DAB. Yeah. Has she got the dibs and dabs now? Well, no, old. Oh, I, I don't want to go down that road. No, don't go down that road. Hey, because her ex-boyfriend was not happy about that. Hey. Anyway, it doesn't matter about that. It doesn't matter. But, so, do you remember Tommy McCardle? I, I remember the name. I remember he was insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. I met him, you know. Oh, really? I can't remember the actor's name. I met him in Wimpy's in I'm Manchester. In Wimpy's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you're not thinking? Lino says it sounds like Stephen is thinking of either the Red Hand Gang <laughs> or the Incredible Hulk. No, do you remember when you said I sounded like Frank Sidebottom? Okay, well, I feel we're going round in circles, Stephen, but thank you. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. Tris, stay there. Come to you in a minute. Bruce, call us back. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Yes, Tris, good evening. Hip hip hip. Hip hip hip. Tris, what you got for us? Not a great deal. Uh, Beautiful. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Th- hey, I've got a CD out. Imagine that, oh, a live CD. People can buy. Oh, dear, and I t- I, well, bless you, may God bless you for that. And I'm not going to keep banging on about it on here, even though I can, because it's not the BBC. But it is. It is. Um, uh, when I was a kid, right. We, before we even had, really had videos and stuff, and, and you remember when we were kids, Tris, right? They would yeah. show a TV program, and mm-hmm. if you missed it and you didn't tape it, yeah, you probably wouldn't see it again for three years. That's right. It yeah, just yeah. they just wouldn't show. Now, if you miss but a program, make things more special. Yes, yes, it did. It really did. Yeah. And if you if you miss a program now, you can always go to the Plus One channel. You know, Dave Plus yeah. One, or, or or if you missed it, it will be on Dave in three months' time, or you can just go to the iPlayer or something and watch it there. So, yeah. you, 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 it's really, really hard, almost impossible, to miss a television program. Where- and I find I'm not into things as heavily as I used to be because I can dip around so many things now. Yep. Yep. Everything's everything's at my finger, or I just get into a YouTube cycle. Yeah, that's my other problem. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you could and, and films and stuff. You know, you, you go, oh blimey, this weekend, look, they're showing. Oh, I don't know, First Blood, you know, and 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 it would be a big thing. It had not been on TV before, and it wouldn't get shown for another couple of years. And now you're right; everything's on YouTube. You can find anything. You can find anything you want anywhere, right? So when we, when I was a kid, uh, it, it, the big things were comedy records. 
Yeah, and yeah. you'd have like um, um, not the nine o'clock news or Monty Python, Monty Python comedy records, which are great because they would they would you know go all out to make them to, to add Derek, extra Derek stuff. Derek and Clive, Derek and Clive, the first Derek and Clive was was, was a joy. The second one I thought was a little, bit, yeah. a little bit lazy. You know, it's just them effing and jeffing. But so for me, as a forty-three-year-old man that grew up listening to comedy records, to suddenly, I mean, it's a CD, but to suddenly, not suddenly, it took a lot of work and a lot of money to have an actual comedy cd of a live show what i have done right i keep banging on about it on twitter because i am so flipping proud that and to, to other people it's, it's you know I'm, I'm sure it means nothing and it's a slight irritation i keep talking about it but i am so flipping proud that i have got this thing i've made this thing with with go faster stripe you know who kind of said oh yeah, you recorded yeah. one of your shows and my mate simon who taped it and all of this stuff i've got a bloody comedy cd out and it, no, good on you. And I, and, I'm, and I think it's quite good as well. So if anyone, here's the plug, here's the plug. If anyone wants to buy it, gofasterstripe.com forward slash Ian Lee. Gofasterstripe.com forward slash Ian Lee. It's only six quid. Well, you can't go with it. It's worth that. For, but so, but, but it, it has got me thinking about um, the fact that, and talking about Brookside as well, because Brookside, I guess, was kind of in the early days of video, so, so you could tape it. But if you missed something... Back in the day, that was it. It was gone. You had to hope against hope they would do a repeat. And it could literally be years. Or you'd see something and, and go, you'd catch the tail end and go, oh, flipping that look good. What was yeah, that? Yeah. And you wouldn't even be able to find out what the programme was sometimes. That's right, yeah. So, anyway, people can buy it. So that's why you put a comedy record That, that is, that, well, no, it's got me thinking. So if anyone wants to, uh, to buy that, uh, gofasterstripe.com forward slash in six quid now. Yes. Anyway, what you got for us, Tris? No, not a lot. I mean, I was listening to your show last night, and you were—I I really like the new callers shows. I think they're really good. I they they are. They, it, it worked last night, didn't? and here's the interesting thing that Kath um, um, uh, highlighted to me, and, I, and it's, it's it's a pretty true trend. When we do the new caller shows, we get more women. What's that? Do you think? I don't know. If anyone, women want to phone up and, and put, or anybody, man or woman, wants to phone up and put forward a theory, I do worry. The, the show is a little bit too blokey sometimes. When I'm tired, Tris, yeah. and when I'm feeling a bit spent, it's really easy for me to r- rely on, on slightly lazy, blokey humour. Right, because that's that's a really easy default. I can fill three hours doing that easily. And yeah. I like to think I'm a little bit better. Yeah, a little bit better than that on the show. But maybe, maybe... The show is a little bit blokey. Mate. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it is because I, I do have lots of female fans or female listeners that, that that listen on Periscope and listen online and tweet me. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. So if anyone's got any suggestions, I mean, I wouldn't call the show is. a boys' club or anything, though. Would no. You? I mean, I, I, what I like about this show is it, it's hit or miss. You don't know what you're going to get in a, in a night, and sometimes you can, you know, it doesn't really take off. But there's, there's sort of a beauty to that, because if yeah. you had, like, regular segments every night and stuff like that, there's, it's like, bullet points to hit. Whereas I like the sort of, it's, it's almost like long-form long improv sometimes, I it, show? and I like that. I don't like repeatable formats, right? I don't yep. like features. And when, when I was at LBC, I made a joke of it by having the 538 Daily Correspondent That's update. Right, yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a P-take of, 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 of features, right? And that when I've worked in radio, I remember I was going to do um, a, some shift at BBC Berkshire, and I did about three, and then I bailed out. I just couldn't handle it, right? And yeah. um, I went and sat down, and I did, I did one cover, and they thought it was really good, so they asked me back to do two weeks. And I got there, and I met the boss, 
and he pulled out a piece of paper and it was a clock they have these things called clocks right and basically it's a certain it's, well, it's a clock and it breaks down to the minute what will happen during the hour during an hour of radio so it would say four o'clock you hit the news three yeah. past four you introduce the tra- uh, the sport four past four you do the weather Five past four, four, you talk up what's on tomorrow's breakfast show, then you play your first song. That would take you to, to um, nine minutes past four, where you're going to do your first feature. And, and, and all of that, and I hate that. And we've it's had a... Classic, l- isn't it, I suppose? Oh, it's, yeah, it is. I think it's awful. I think it's lazy and I think it's awful, right? As a listener, I think it's boring, right? Yeah. But um, I do... <sighs> I do it slightly to my detriment because we did the film ring and we did, um, um, uh, what did we do? Periscope love bomb. The love bomb. That was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone's going, right, what's the, what's the film ring this week? When are we doing the periscope love bomb this week? It's like, well, and I, and I instinctively kind of back away from it and go, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do it this week. I don't want to do it to the point where I, I, I never do those things ever again. Um, so I need to kind there's of get. All, there's sort of a beauty to that though because I really enjoyed film ring. So why not? Why not end on a high and like six months time and we've all forgotten about it? Reintroduce it. You know? oh, well, I, 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 what I want to do is I do think actually I've been thinking about it a lot. Film ring because I think it's lovely. I think it's a really lovely way of a community kind of, of, of getting together without physically meeting. Yeah. And uh, 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 and I really wanted to do one documentary this this the imposter which is a great film it's about this this american family their 14 year old kid he goes missing three years later this spanish man pretends to be the kid and they all kind everyone kind of buys into it it's really weird right Mm. but i think the key thing is we have to get someone connected to the film on the show we have that i think that has to be a a, a rule yeah i mean that calling with with, was it Jared and Matt? Was it? Yeah, that yeah. Was really, that was really yeah. good. I think it's, and I was, I, I was really trying to get the guy that pretended to be the kid, and he, he he's a bit of an ass actually, and he, he, I upset him on Twitter, and he's blocked me. So I might see if I can get. <laughs> that surprised you though with what he did. In yeah, the well, no, I know, I know, and he's calling me a, a, a lying scumbag. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm going to see if I can get a member of the family or maybe one of the filmmakers on, but I do think it's actually it's quite important. Uh, by the way, here's an update. Um, yeah. I am getting. It's being sent from Canada. Um, they killed my cat. Yeah, yeah. The stalker <laughs> and the hero. And I have a venue in London. Oh, where, where's the venue? We're, we're, we're going to hold off for a bit because I want to. Okay. I've, I've got a couple of things on that I want to just get them out of the way. But yeah, there is a venue in London which um, I'm, I'm sure they will would love for all. It's got a massive screen. They would love if we all went. And we, we'd sell tickets for it. We'd have to, you know, cover our costs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. People would come. We'd show the film. They've got brilliant Wi-Fi connection there, so we could do a Skype link up with with Jarrett, one of the filmmakers. Who's that for you? Thank you, Emma. By the way, that's for you, Emma. If you want one of those, you can have one of those. Um, uh, so that that is going to happen. That is going to happen. I just, yeah, I sign just, me up for that, boss. I just want to watch the films and make sure. That it, you know, that people could sit through it for an hour or so, but that's that's going to happen. That's definitely going to happen. I'm just looking at some dates, and I want to wait till I get the films and stuff. So that that'll be a nice thing to do. That'd be lovely. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd well, be good. up for that, mate. I'll... You were, you just you was. I I, I I think going back to the whole um, new callers thing. Yes, I think you should make that a once a week thing because it. You know, I think it introduces more people into the yeah. into the fold, and it's not me chatting rubbish for 20 minutes a night and Caddock doing his thing and you know yeah I know what you mean and I, it breaks it up for me I, again I, I'm not going to do it every week I am going to do it once in a while yeah it, it 
it it always gets me so anxious though because you because th- th- there will come a point when you run out of new of, of new callers that are pre- you know people that are prepared to call in and it would mean me i've been thinking as well of doing a show i've not told you this kath yet well we don't have any callers where it's just me and kath chatting yeah i know oh, yeah. Look, she's she's but and uh it would definitely sustain an hour definitely sustain an hour we could do it for an hour but now but an hour's easy an hour's too easy and part of me wonders if we could do it for for three hours or if that would be a little bit too much what do you reckon well, uh, well i mean if you if you, if you look at your old uh down the rabbit hole stuff and yeah. things like that if you introduce more music and things like that and little sort of curiosities and things like that that'd yeah. be a great show yeah i think i think i, I i'm gonna think on it uh, uh tris thank you very much indeed penny stay there we'll come to you after the news if that's all right so you've got fair crack of the old uh pington oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand yeah i'm i'm thinking of ways i i was i kind of overanalyzed the show a couple of nights ago and i'm, I'm glad i did it but I, I was aware that i was i was disappearing up my own uh backside but it's quite a useful tool for me to do and um i'm what i'm aware I, I know what the problem is in my head regarding the show, right? You listen to, to um, any other phone-in show, late night, pretty much any time of the day, they're really they're really structured, right? So, you know, it, you, you listen to um, LBC now, it's Ian Collins, who's brilliant. It's not knocking Ian Collins, that's what he does, and he's brilliant at it, right? But it will be, first hour will be about Boris, um, second hour will be about um, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, and the third hour will be about whatever, right? And it will follow that pattern with slight changes in the topic every hour, right? Duncan Barks does something a little bit different, but Phil, Five Live, they do, you, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? And when it when you're working to such a strict format, it's really easy. It's really, really easy, right? And if one one phoning doesn't work for an hour, well, the next one probably will, right? Um, and I realise what I'm trying to do, and it's impossible, is I'm trying to make every single show completely different from any show that we've done on this station previously. Do you know what I mean? And that's impossible because we're on show, I don't know, flipping at 90, 100, I don't flipping know. And... So to do a hundred shows that are completely different isn't going to happen. But that's what I'm trying to achieve in my head. And that's why I think I'm getting a little bit frustrated and a little bit disappointed with it. Makes sense? Probably not. Don't matter. 0844 499 1000. Basically what I'm trying to say is anyone can call in and talk about anything. You know, literally, we, we, we are. <laughs> For some reason... Um, reminiscing about Brookside. I have literally no idea how we started on that. We started um, calling Boris Johnson a chicken. And then we've ended up talking about your um, most enduring Brookside memories. You can talk about anything, absolutely anything you want. Um, now is a great time to give us a call. Kath will answer the phone and she will call you back. 0844 499 1000. Talk Radio. So there you go. Uh, Brookside, Boris Johnson, um... What, what more do you want? Topics? For crying out loud, you must be joking. Oh, I must tell you about my car incident I had today. Oy, it was tense. 0844 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with any 
anything less than a nine So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone past with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the movies and TV I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building, I might roll a brand new car, cause I'm the unknown stuntman that made Redford such a star. Never spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. I had um, a lady say to me today, Ian, how long are you going to grow the beard? And I went, I'm going to go full on Grizzly Adams. That's my line now, full on Grizzly Adams. Because um, I've got no reason to cut it. I might have a little bit of TV work in the summer, in which case I will trim it back. And if they want me to get rid of it, I'll get rid of it because I'm a whore. Um, um, and she said, well, don't you, uh, don't you think, you know, the, the, the fashion for beards is coming to an end? I went, what? I said, what? Well, it's, it's coming to an end. It's not, you know, not going to be that fashionable for that much longer. Are you going to get rid of it then? I said, what? I'm not, I'm not growing the beard to be trendy. I'm not growing it to look like a hipster. I'm growing it. I didn't tell her I was growing it because I had a breakdown over Christmas and I did stop shaving and I thought, well, actually, this quite works. I'm growing it just, just to grow a beard. It's just something, it's just something to do to grow a beard, isn't it? I'm growing a big bushy one because I've never grown a big bushy one and I probably will never grow a big bushy one again. So I'm doing it for that. I'm not doing it to look like a flipping hipster. I'm doing it because I like it and I'll probably stick with the beard. I'll probably stick with the beard because I think, I, you know, now that this CD is out and there's pictures on it of me son's beard loads of people say well, he's not look weird without a beard boom boom that's it that means that means i'm one of those people that's meant to have a beard i'm ian lee this is talk radio tonight we are talking boris johnson um uh, brookside phil redmond uh, uh, phil redmond of course one of the greatest um fathers of british television let's let's go through it shall we some hits some misses brookside grange hill um hollyoaks which is rubbish, right? But it's lasted for, what, is it 25 years, Hollyoaks? Something like that. Something like that. It's only got numbers in it. Oh, wait, 444991000. Um, he's had some stinkers. The What's Now programme that we were allowed to stay up and watch when I was kids, and it was filled. It's all about Johnny's. Have you got any Johnny's? I'm going to go and smoke a spliff. Have you got any Johnny's? It was all like that. And we were watching it going, uh, with my mum and dad going, uh. My mum's thinking, oh, my mum, she, um, when the young ones was 1983, 1982, 83, so I was 10, and they came to play at Slough, the young ones came to do a live gig at Slough, I've been on the set of the young ones, man, I wish my my dad had had a camera that day, I was in the young ones flat, flipping heck, 
Um, have you read that thing online about the young ones? About the fifth housemate? The fifth housemate. Spooky. But um, <clears throat> anyway, so the young ones came to play at Slough in the Fulcrum Centre. Same place we saw Joe Brown in Babes in the Wood. And um, <clears throat> my mum said to the woman, I mean, we went bought the tickets. You had to go and buy tickets in those days. Couldn't phone up and do it. Couldn't certainly could do it online because you know what we want. Couldn't phone. Up. You had to go and buy tickets. I remember going to the box office, and she, she, um, my mum said, <clears throat> "Oh wait, a penny. I'll come to you in a second. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Is it suitable for kids?" And the woman went, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine." I have never seen such a filthy, foul-mouthed show as the young ones live. F in this, F in that, F in this. And I'm sure I remember. So Rick Mail did Kevin Turvey, and they all came out, the three of them came out as the young ones. No Mike, good. Um, I don't remember the other characters they did. But I do remember, I am sure... Rick Mail did a ventriloquist act with his penis, and I am sure he had his penis out on stage. Now that that can't be right. That can't be right, right? But that's what that's what I remember. Rick Mail on stage. This is going back thirty three years. Rick Mail on stage with his penis out, doing a ventriloquist act with it. Now. If anybody, and I've not really, I've not looked into this. I've never Googled this because I don't, kind of don't want to destroy the image in my head. Right, but 0844 There will be comedy historians out there listening to this who will know the act to which I refer much better than I could. Right. What I think I saw could not have happened. It couldn't have happened. He couldn't have, could he? We were quite far back and we could see it. 0844-499-1000. If anybody can um, uh, 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 fill in the, the blanks, please. Um, I want to have a referendum on my beard. Get out of town. Evening, Penny. Good evening, Mr Lee. How are you? Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. I'm good, thank I've you. I've got a bone you... to pick with oh, you, though. Gosh, I was about to praise you highly, and now I'm, I'm oh, going go to... No, I'm going to hold... No, 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 go. Carry on, carry on. I'm holding the praise back. No, praise me, please. No, you I'm are one of the first people that um, kept mentioning to me these couch to 5K... Mm, yeah. Apps. I don't know why I paid for one. I've paid for one anyway. And um uh it it's week two, day one today. Oh and I did it. And 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 mm. I may have ever so slightly yeah. enjoyed it a little bit. <laughs> Do you no. know how much satisfaction that gives me? And I don't know why, because I've tried running before and I hate it. But I sort of, I took the poor dog, bless her. She's only little. She's um, a Westie. She's got tiny legs. And normally I do it over one field where I take her off the lead. And, and today where I took her, I, I, you can't really take her off the lead because she runs off. Um, and so I was dragging her behind me. And at one point I was, she was really putting up a fight and didn't want to come. She was, it was, it was mid um, explosion, mid bowel ex- uh, excavation. Right. Um, so, um, but so I did, I did, yes, I did it today, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna do it t- tomorrow as well. Careful, I was just saying, Mr. Cass, back to back days isn't so good. Have a rest day in between, mate. You mate, do three in a week and spread them out, mate. Well, the the thing is, th- th- the week started on Monday, and I've, this is the first one I've managed to do this week. 
You can adjust the week. No, I could do it. It'll be fine. I did. No, it'll be fine. I'll have a good stretch afterwards. I'll do twenty squats at the end of it as well. I do twenty squats. Ooh. Yeah, because that, that really tones your buttocks. Um, Indeed. And um, so yeah, so I'm not going to say thank you because uh, I'm going to hold the thank you because you have a bone to pick <laughs> with me. My bone is right. So your new CD, which I'm sure is fantastic. Yes. Mine hasn't blooming well turned up yet. I tweet, uh, you see, this morning I heard the postman come. I was upstairs doing something. I heard him put something through my letterbox. Yes. Then about a minute later, I heard him put something else through my letterbox. Yes. There was no knocking on the door in between. Yes. Came downstairs a bit later and found one of those red cards. Oh, the red cards! The red cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So obviously I was in. He thought I wasn't. So... Tonight, before the kids went to bed, I dragged them down to the sorting office yep. to go and pick up what I thought was my CD. I've never been so blooming disappointed to get a what load of knitting yarn in the post. Oh, dear. <laughs> it was the post. I tweeted about that. You liked my tweet. You liked yeah, I did. that I was yeah, gutted. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was, a, f- I thought that was um, a, a funny thing that had happened to you. I enjoy. I got pleasure from your misery, and let's be honest, the postman's happiness because he's nicked it. He probably has. He's had it. Posties had it. Got theirs. I know they've gone out. I've had the email saying it's gone out. I reckon the posties had it. Um, well, yeah. if it, uh, can I just say that all delivery problems are in no way <laughs> connected with me? You have to. I got a new postman to, this week. I don't trust him already. So you have to you go know. talk to um, Go Faster Stripes. They're the ones in charge of the. Uh, I'll wait and problems. see what Royal Mail. I'll just tomorrow. wait. I'm just cashing your check. <laughs> Everyone's going, you're going to get well rich on this. No. Turns out it's really no. expensive to make a CD, and then I've got to split the money with the other bloke, and you've got to pay tax on it. Got to pay tax on it. Unbelievable. Mm, but I got, I got anyway. a CD out. Anyway, yes, it'll come. If it's, um, if it's, um, yeah, ask him tomorrow if he drives. Uh, that'll give him away. <laughs> it will, if it's not there tomorrow, <laughs> then, then m- mention it on, on, on Twitter and I'll have a word with Yeah, Chris. no worries. I'll, I'll contact them. What I was going to say, though, yes. as you know, I love your show and I love many of your regular callers, especially the northern ones, obviously, oh. affinity with them. But the new caller show last night was fab. But your question about why you get more women calling in on yeah. new callers yeah, night yeah. and other nights. What's your theory? I don't get that. No. I don't know. It's, 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 I don't think you do get that, blokey, but I'm not your stereotypical girly girl, I suppose, but... I, I do. I do sometimes get a, get if I'm really tired and I'm, I'm and I'm you know firing on on half full tanks. Then the show gets blokey just because it's easy and I can I can fill three hours. Mm. That uh, but it's lazy. It's it's it's, it's my default setting and I, I try. But not to even do if that. it gets a bit blokey, then Kath often comes in after midnight. Yeah, and it's not as blokey then. It shouldn't be up to her though to um to. Uh, and, and, and she does, and it's great. You're absolutely right. But it shouldn't be up to her. I uh, said, looking at her to um, uh, negate my my blokiness. That's, it's just it just means I'm not working hard enough. If I'm being blokey, it means I'm not working. I don't know. I don't think you get that blokey. Maybe occasionally, but not but, as a regular thing. If you know what I mean. But I do like the idea of a pure Ian and Kath show for three hours. For a whole three hours. For good. a whole three hours. Yeah. Or just for an hour. Yeah. For an hour would definitely work. I'd like to see you have a go at three, personally. All right, we might do it. We might do it. I, I, we might as well get in all the experimental shows before um, What's-His-Face starts starts throwing his Australian Murder? weight around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a fact for you as well that oh, yeah. um, Kyle asked me to tell you. Oh, yeah. The Brookside spin-off, Damon and Debbie. Oh, yeah, they had a, that's why everyone keeps tweeting Damon and Debbie. I thought they were... Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> just telling me the characters, thinking, yeah, I know that. Yeah, you're right. They did have a they did have a spin off, didn't they? It was it was kind of like the British Joni loves Chachi. I've no idea. I've not seen it. He just tweeted me and said, "Here, say this." Well, so there, there you go. Well, there That's we... all I know. Well, you know, you know, um, you know what Kyle is, don't you? That's Kyle. He's um. <laughs> He's a Johnson, isn't he? He's just done a Johnson. <laughs> Thank you, Penny. Take care. Ta-ta. Bye. Oh, and, and and with that, that's the last caller we have on the um, the board. Gone. It is interesting, isn't it? I wonder why th- th- this show gets more male callers. I think, I think, I think, I think. Let's do some. Let's do a second ad break. Then we'll speak in generalisation, shall we? Yes. I was going to differ, disappear at my own backside, but I can't remember what I was going to say. So it don't matter. It don't, it don't matter. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think is um, uh, uh, generally, and I listen to a lot of speech radio. Right, that's kind of all I listen to is speech radio, particularly phone in radio, but but mainly speech radio. Right, um, and it's it's mainly blokes that phone in. Anyway, his, his, I would, I'm going to say it's 65.35. That figure is, is, is not scientific in any way whatsoever. Literally just plucked it out of the air. 0844-499-1000, by the way. Um, and we can kind of investigate this a little bit uh, more. Why men tend to phone in um, radio shows more often. I don't know... I don't know why, and I might, maybe I've got that wrong, but I just, I, th- I think, you know, and it is odd, when we do a new caller show, as we did yesterday, get a lot more women phoning up, and I wonder why, I wonder why, um, I wonder what I could do to, um, make it a more attractive prospect for, um, for chicks. Any suggestions? Oh eight four four nine nine one thousand. Kyle's on the line, evening Kyle! Evening, you alright? I'm alright fella, how you doing? Yeah, I'm very tired. I'm yeah. very, very tired. It's been you, a long, stressful day. You um, you recovered from your, your touch of the Johnsons? Well, do you know what? That's what I was ringing about. Yeah, you had a, you had a little bit of the Johnsons earlier on, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Well, well, what? <laughs> why, why do what? I have a bit of the Johnsons, well, mate? You, you got, well, you got, you got Penny to um, call in um, instead of you. And that's, hey, listen, it's fine. Right, I ain't got the Johnsons. I remember 1989 yeah. watching Damon and Debbie where, right, spoiler, he gets stabbed. He gets stabbed and it ends tragically. Well, that, well, thanks, mate. Well, I might as well de- um, uh, de- delete that off of my um, d- d- TV recording device. Generic hard disk recorder? Yes. Uh, right, okay. Debbie was Debbie. They always thought Sue Johnston and um, the dad from the royal family always thought Debbie was a bit too slutty for Damon, didn't they? Uh, they did, yeah. and then they ended up running away together, and then he got knifed. And my mate was uh, in the uh, lesbian Beth Jordash scene when she, uh, he was one of the blokes to outside the uh, court thing. Genuinely, he was still there, going hey, down with this sort of thing. Oh, there you go. yeah, true yeah. that, true that. Um, I, I do miss Brookside was good, but it did as these things often do. It did get it did get ridiculous towards Ridic. the end. Here's here's what I've all, I've often said this, and I'm going to say it again. Here's what the BBC need to do, right, to to um, get respect from everybody. Mm. Scrappy standards. 
Scrap, <gasps> scrap it. They would say, right, it's rubbish, because it's rubbish. The BBC shouldn't be doing a, a rubbish soap opera like that. They should be doing wonderful documentaries and brave and exciting experimental dramas that sometimes don't work. Uh, and EastEnders is simply a race, uh, a ratings chaser. They should just cancel it. Say, they would save a hundred million quid a year, I'm guessing. Um, and they can, they, they can, you know, do it. Uh, here's how you do it, right? And you go out big styly. You get like an ISIS. Mumbai, Mumbai style attack in mm. Albert Square, and everybody gets their throat slit or shot or you know. They, I, I mean, I'm not being, I'm not in any way being flippant about any events that may have happened recently. Genuinely, mean it. It would be amazing viewing, right? It would be an amazing piece of, of drama, and it would get the highest ratings ever. And then you just end it. No, you can't do that. Why? I'll tell you what I didn't. I'll tell you what I did notice, though, at the end of the night. Yes. Uh, I was watching EastEnders, and they did the uh, the dropping um, of a scene, and uh, Danny oh. Dyer referenced England uh, losing. I hate that. On the football. Um, but they referenced but they referenced Corbyn and all that debacle as well. Oof, I hate They referenced that. all that. I hate that. We, we Listen, we all know soap operas are recorded six weeks ago we know that don't then go and film a specific scene about football and politics just so that you you think that we think that you're being clever and it might wasn't there have i got this right wasn't there an episode maybe i dreamt this right or maybe i thought this was a good idea and now i'm about to say it. i'm not sure if it's true but i'm going to say it as though it's Mm. true wasn't there an episode of eastenders that had a bit of coronation street in it uh hang on so, so that, that way again. There was a, a, an episode of EastEnders. <laughs> yes, there was. Had a bit of it Coronation was, Street in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for the. Uh, I think it's the fiftieth anniversary of Corrie. Um, it's fiftieth anniversary of Corrie, and Doc Cotton just turned the TV off. And she went, "Oh, I never meant an episode." Uh, well, that, oh, I thought I thought it was a bit more of a crossover, and that, like. Um, um, uh, I don't know anybody from Coronate. Look, Dev. I thought Dev went down to Wolford or something. Oh no, 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 no. De- uh, children need. Oh, God. oh the... I'll try to decide. Uh, twenty thirteen, I think. Uh, Dev went down to. Uh, they did cross over, yeah. So did Dev it? was down in uh, Albert Square. That's another. Yeah. That's another way to. You know, like you get football teams, and they. Lo- I don't. I never understand this, right? But they loan players so a football team will lend a player to another club i've no idea how that works they should do that with eastenders like so on, on the um, the i don't <laughs> on the tuesday night at the end of cory dev says goodbye says right right i'm going to london and he goes off to london and then on wednesday the beginning of wednesday's episode of eastenders um you see in the background you just see dev knocking on um the, the door of the b&b and Fat Pat opens it, and and then later on in the show, you kind of just see Devin just in the background of the of the Queen Vic. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I but it agree. has I to it has to be Dev. Well, do you know I've I've seen him on the uh, obviously. Well, you know, well I kind of work between two places. Yeah, and I've seen uh, Dev on the underground a few times. Yeah, and he always has this really weird accent. He's always kind of, hello, Ian. Yeah. He, he kind of speaks in a weird way. Yeah. 
I'm not being racist. He's just no, no, it's not, not being racist to say someone speaks in a weird way, unless you're being racist. Which, by the racist. fact you've said you're not being racist, Kyle, implies you are actually a massive racist. So I'm going to have to cut oh. you off, and you're, you're banned for the rest of the show, racist. David's on the line. Good evening, David. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you, mate. What you got for us? Um, well, it's a few soap-related things, yeah, go on. really. Yeah. Um, first of all, the yeah, Brookside, you were right about Terry Sullivan. He got... I think he got five years for being a, a getaway driver yeah, on a it was. shooting of a bouncer murder. Yeah, it was it murder. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. He knew. And didn't Jimmy? Jimmy I'm sure Jimmy Corkle had a, had a little run in with the law in real life. That kind of rings a vague bell. I think it's. I, 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 it's, it's a shame because they were they were such big stars, and then all of them. I don't think apart from Sue Johnston, and. Um, um, the, 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 the dad from the royal family. Hardly yeah, any Billy, of them went off to anything, did they? Billy Corkills and a few things. And, and the one you're talking about with the, the woman who went on the BBC, she went on Silent Witness, Heather Haversham. Oh! You know, yeah, 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 yeah. With, with the heroin addict. She like, was it, beautiful. I had a big crush on her. Well, yeah, me and my brother as well. But not on, I didn't have a crush on my brother. I had a no. crush on her. Yeah. But also, it's quite weird him being a heroin addict, because I think his was called Alan Rothwell, and he used to introduce um this kids schools program called picture box picture box a- that was it i thought it was the music box picture box and it started with a, a like a, go- a, a, a a glass and mirrored and yeah, diamond that, right, box yeah. on a spinning little table and it and it, all, it always had one of the most moving films always stuck with me it's a french film about a girl or a little boy chasing a balloon around Paris. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's right. a famous film. It's called, I think that film's yeah. called The Red Balloon. In, well, indeed. Here's a film. Indeed. Here's a film I've just remembered. Yes. It's David Niven and a little boy, not Paper Tiger, oh. which is oh. a great film. And they are, um, they're, they're stood, it's set on a map. And sometimes they're on a map by a crashed aeroplane, and sometimes they're in the desert. The, the Little Prince. The Little Prince. Is that a real film? I wouldn't like to say. David Niven is the star of, and he, it, I, I've just remembered what my third favourite film is. And, and uh, may God's. And that's it. No, no, that's not it. No. A Matter of Life and a Matter Death. Matter of Life and Death. Oh, that's Fred Bergman Powell. I remember seeing that. I must have been about seven when I saw it, right? It blew my tiny freaking mind the steps the steps that go all the way up to heaven and they're kind of uh, infinite uh, uh, well yeah pressburger and powell do it for me every time anyway actually now i don't know who pre- who are pressburger and powell i have the director writer and director emmerich pressburger and michael oh, powell really? they made all those films and they did the life and death of colonel blimp and all all of those kind of things but before i go on before i forget yeah go on um i'm enjoying also conversation, talk, yes. talking about deirdre barlow and um and about people who she she slept with yes but this is i'm I'm sure this is well most of it is a matter of public record uh but a few years ago because i'm I'm kind of a writer i suppose and this guy approached me and said look i i want you to write my life story and he, he he'd written it written it he'd um vocalized it so i'm not very good with words he put it all on these little mini mini tapes so i went off and listened to it and the thing was he said it would be interesting because he was a part-time stunt man and a part-time gigolo this is what he claimed oh yes 
you know, he said, oh, well, I've got lots of stories. Now, and he did come up with a title for the book, which you could probably guess at, but I can't say that like, on a family show. Yeah. Uh, but I went and listened to it. And the thing, and it was quite interesting, but I went back to him and I said, well, I don't think this is going to work because you're not naming any names. Um, and he said, well, I don't really want to upset them. And I said, well, that's the whole point of the book. Yeah. Uh, to be quite honest. Um, and so in the end, he, he begrudgingly told me, he said, well, I want to have a threesome with Deirdre Barlow and Brian Tilsley. And <laughs> 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 um, um, my very final soap fun, just going right back to uh, the, the wall pack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, is, no, well, uh, because I used, when I used to skive off school, I used to watch on the Dale Farm. And, um... Emmerdale Farm. Well done. Giving it its correct and its full title. Congratulations, yes. And, and, and a very quick byword. Once I was selling TV programmes when Home Video first came out, and I once yeah. sold 200 episodes of the old Emmerdale Farm to Finland uh, for £400. Are you in... Hang on a minute. I, sorry, hang on. D- David, yeah. excuse me. Why have you put a drug addict on the line? This guy's rambling and talking nonsense. I'll pretend I believe him. You did what? Um, I sold 230 episodes of Emmerdale Farm from um, from way back uh, to Finland, so a company in fin- Finland, oh. where I licensed it, yeah. um, and to, to put it on home video. But that wasn't what I was going to tell you about. No, that, no, no. Many years later, I was doing a pub quiz, yeah. uh, and it was really quite, with a team, it was a really quite a difficult one, and we didn't come anywhere. But then they had a a snowball thing at the end, you know, where it has prize prizes over a week if you answer a really difficult question. Yes. Um, and you bought raffle tickets for it, and the first person bought raffle ticket, and the snowball question was, how many novels did Barbara Cartland write? Yeah. Who knows? It was something like 980. Yeah. Then there was another really difficult one, and then my ticket was pulled out. There were three goes. Yeah. And they came up, and, um, and they said, right, which actor played Amos Brearley in Emmerdale Farm? And of course, because I'd done that i knew that and we won 750 quid beautiful well done uh, david listen that's a, that's a top-notch call thank you for that mate we'll, i'll go get the drugs now go and get, exactly fantastic thank you david that call that call was all over the shop that was brilliant oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand while i was talking to david i was also looking online i can't find that david niven film which i thought was called the little prince but i can't see it on there can someone fill in the gaps it's david niven and a little boy, he's got like really blonde curly hair, and it's um, it's they're sort of set on a map. They're on a map, and the, sometimes the map turns into the desert. And he's a pilot, and the plane has crashed. He's not a very good pilot because I think his plane crashed in a matter of life and death as well, which is just oh, it's a stunning film. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ah, dear, oh dear, oh dear. 0844-499-1000. So we started the show. It really has been um, fun, hasn't it? Kath will come back in when she's on the podcast. Um, uh, we started the show talking about Boris Johnson, and somehow we got onto a Phil Redmond Brookside trip, and now we're talking about David Niven. I mean, and you, and you can call in about anything you want, ob- obviously, <laughs> as, if, as if I would sit down and plan the show like that. You can call in about anything you want. I will tell you about Coronation Street going six days a week in a minute, but Chris is on the line first of all. Good evening, Chris. Hello, Ian. Hi. How I'm are you doing? I'm all right, thank you, mate. What you got for us? 
Wonderful. Uh, first time caller. Um, yeah, so it's about leaving presents. Um, a friend of mine, we um, we work uh, in Southbank, London. Yeah. And um, he's leaving, so we all get him a present, but we then find out that he's not actually leaving, he's just moving to a different department. Oh. So I'm wondering, can we actually ask for the present back? Yes, of course you can. You what, can. what did you get um, him? Uh, we, we just got him vouchers, because... Uh, None of us really wanted to spend too much time getting them. I when um I my um wife before we were married but we were coursing, she we worked together at LBC, and she was leaving to go and work um, somewhere else, and so there was a, a whip round for her, a whip round, which I don't know if James O'Brien organised it, but he was he was the one that spotted this right, and I was thinking, do I have to contribute to the whip round to to my girlfriend? It seemed a bit weird, really, but I put. All I had on me was a £10 note. So I put £10 in, mm-hmm. and I took £5 out. So, so I had contributed £5 to my girlfriend's leaving do, right? Even though I think we were living together at the time, I don't even know. And James O'Brien went, you can't do that. What do you mean? He said, you can't take money out of someone's whip round. I said, well, I'm taking change. He said, you can't take change from someone's whip round. I said, James, I put, I don't want to put, I don't even want to put any money in at all. You know, I, but I've, I, I wanted to put a fiver. I've only got a tenner. So I put a tenner in and I took a fiver out and it got, it got very heated, very heated. I do think the, um, the whip round, um, is an odd thing saying that, do you know what? I've just been hit Chris by a little tinge of sadness and a little pricking of the eyes. And I'll tell you why. Because when I left the BBC, the breakfast show I was doing there, what I've been doing for four years, mm-hmm. there was no whip round. There was no, um, there was no final drinks session. There was, there was, there was no card. There was no speech or presentation made because I got shafted and I got a phone call after Friday show saying, yeah, don't come back. Um, and, uh, everyone there owes me about 45 quid. Does that sound about right? 45 quid? So we could just deduct something off of our um, uh, TV licence then and pay it to you? Yeah. No, you don't owe me the 45 quid. The, the, the people who I worked with, my my colleagues, and I th- some of them I even considered to be friends, oh, they owe me about 40. Let's, let's, I, I'm not a greedy man. Let's call it 40 quid. Right. It's a weird did, thing, the whip did, round, did isn't actually- it? It is a bit. Did you actually have any influence then on what you actually chose for your wife? Uh, no, no. Someone else. Someone else did you it. Could so- get something for yourself then. That would have been. Now that would have been um, the way to uh, the way to do it, wouldn't it? That would have been the way to do it. But um, but no, um, I didn't. Which is a shame. Yeah, Chris. I, my suggestion is you go and you go gift vouchers hmm. for what book book tokens, record tokens uh, for, for Amazon. Oh, go and get that straight back, yeah. Yeah. How much How much money did he get? Um, I, I think it was about £100. Uh, go and get that straight back. Yeah. He's got, no, he's not leaving, no. Go on. Let us know how it yeah. goes, Chris. Great, thank you, Ian. Thank you, mate. My absolute pleasure. No, I won't stand for that. A Matter of Life and Death is one of the greatest films of all time. Fact. Beautiful. Stunning. Right? And there's a seven-year-old flip and heck. I remember watching it and going, what the hell is this? This is psychedelic, man. Made in 1946. Here's, um... Um... One star... Look, it's got loads of one-star reviews. 
I've just finished watching this film for the first time ever, partly prompted by the reviews here. I've tried making allowances for the film's age, but find the plot ludicrous. The plot is, um, there is an airline, a, 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 a fighter pilot in World War Two. He, the, the angel plucks him from the um, aircraft just before he dies. Turns out he wasn't going to die. He would have escaped. So he's, tra- he's trapped in a limbo between heaven and, and, and earth. So, yeah, the plot is ludicrous. I mean, I, I, I will give you that, James M. The acting merely average. No, it's not merely average. It's 1947. It's different acting. That's all it is. It's different. It's that, that kind of Noel Coward brief encounter, slightly clipped type of acting where they talk like that. The character's shallow and unrealistic. It's a film. That's what films are like in 1947, you muppet. All backed up with racism. Dressed as a patriotism with suggestions that only English or Americans can be good, true and honest. An American baby sucks in freedom with the milk of the breast at which he hangs. A man can see further from... Oh, Jesus. I mean, come on. Guys, here we go. The Mole on Amazon. Talking about one of the greatest films ever made. Rubbish. The worst war movie I've ever seen. It's not really about war. Pointless, pathetic dialogue, cheesy ending, dumb plot, no action, no romance, silly, don't bother. Here we go, this, 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 this review. Huh? I was going to buy this when I... <laughs> oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. by the way. I was going to buy this, says Jana MacDonald. When I heard it was J.K. Rowling's favourite film. Then I remembered seeing this before and thinking what a genuine, selfless patriot David Niven was for performing in this. What, what, does, what does that even mean? That doesn't mean anything. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm tempted to buy it, but I'm not buying any more DVDs at the moment because I've bought way too many DVDs. Way I've got I've got GBH I got to wade through which is going to be a slog. It's going to be a pleasure, but it's going to be a slog. Um, give us a call oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Catherine, you were one of my colleagues. Yeah. You you were very much like I was. You were Michael Gove when we worked <gasps> at the BBC. You were Gove. Wow. Um, wow. And this is how I'm going to get repaid, is it? I was Thatcher. Oh. And I was forced out. Um, uh, I'd, all I'd done was the right thing. In many ways, I was heroic. And I had been forced out mm. against my will. Mm. Um, and boy, boy, when everybody else is dead, I'll tell you what really happened. Well, I've not signed anything. I'll tell you what, well... I'm not even allowed to say that I've signed an NDA. But I'll tell you what really happened. I'll tell you the final conversation. One day. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Laura. That'll come out one day. Um, when they can't take the money back off me. Now, um, so I'm, I'm Thatcher and I'm heroic and I'm great. I realise I'm stretch, stretching this a little bit. And you're Gove and you stabbed me in the eyes because you stayed on as I, <laughs> I, I, I left and you should have walked out with me. You should have walked out of the well, shoddy way I was you know yes. why I couldn't and you... Because you were collecting all of their data. 
all of the addresses of everybody that wronged me so that I could um, <laughs> go and um, uh, kill them. Ninja style Um Well, but you were part of the team. You, you stayed behind for, for a few months after I left. And, and it was horrible. Well, that's your problem. Well, it was horrible for you. I was at home in bed crying. I know it was horrible for you. I'm, I'm being flippant. I know exactly how horrible it was for you. But I am still owed a leaving present. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be greedy. 40 quid should do it. Um, I reckon I'm worth about 75, but 40 quid will do it, because it's only local uh, radio. Um, so I'm going to get it from you, and then you can go and get it back from everybody who well, I thought was a friend. <laughs> Funny about that. Very few of them text me anymore. <laughs> Don't matter, though, does it? Don't matter. Nigel's on the line. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, hi, yeah. I'm going to try something different tonight, Nigel. Yes. I'm going to go for a wee while you're on. Oh, you're going to talk to Kat. No, I want to go oh, for a wee. Sorry, can sorry, I go sorry, for a wee? the show over. Kathy, you've got to talk to him. You're the producer. There's no presenter. You've got to fill in. Good luck. Bye. Yes, well, uh, Ian's gone off for now, and he wants me to carry on with the show. So, uh, if there's any Mighty Cyrus fans out there, please ring in the show. <laughs> anyway, I hope he comes back in a minute, because I don't really know what to say. But uh, I want to say hi to Mighty Cyrus, because I know she's listening, because I put a message on her Facebook two minutes ago. Anyway... So uh, I was going to sing a Miley Cyrus jingle in a moment, and I want to say hi to uh, Lauren, Lauren Smith, uh, James Freeman, uh, Sam Weller, <laughs> one of my friends on Facebook, some of my friends on Facebook. I think I've got around about uh, 100 people on Facebook now, friends. And, uh, yes, uh, um, are you listening? Laura, are you there? Can you talk to me, Laura? Are you there, Laura? Yes, this is Laura. Hello, Laura. Hi. What, what would you like to talk about on the show tonight? I, do you know what I'd really like? Yes? A song about a young, too young for you, singy, singer, actress, model. Hmm. Do you know one? Uh, about what, what, what model are you talking about? Well, a singer who's also an actress and a model, I oh, think. Oh, I see, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of one. Um, um, uh, singer and a model. Well, that would be Miley Cyrus as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would. Or Lindsay Lohorn. Pardon? Or Lindsay Lohorn. Or Lindsay Lohan, Lohorn, yeah. Or Miley... Miley uh, what's her name? My, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. You anyway. know her name, Miley Cyrus. Uh, no, I was going to call her something different. Mm. Miley Sidrisk. <laughs> Cy- Cyrus. So, I was, no, it was so, something different. But Lindsay Lohorn. Um, did you see, do you follow Lindsay Lohorn on Twitter, oh, Nigel? Yeah, have you, have you, have you done now? Have you been Can she, I go on? Yeah, go on. She is, she has angered, um, a member of parliament, you know what that is, don't you? Mm, mm. Yeah. By, um, slagging off, I think, I, I, I've not really followed this story, by the way. Mm. Um. How did I do with the show, by the way? It was all right, wasn't it? What show? But the, the, the fill-in I've just done... I wasn't listening, I was having a was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she <laughs> was basically... I think she was having a go at everyone who was voting for Brexit. Yeah. She's very, very politically minded. Oh, that, that's good then, in a way, isn't it? Well, I suppose... Uh, yeah. So, um... Michael Jackson was, wasn't he? In politics as well, I think. Well, he... <laughs> but he, he, he used to... To have something to say about politics, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Can I do a Miley Cyrus jingle then? Yeah, so, what? Do you want to sing along with me? Yeah, go on, what? We did, last time we did Lindsay Lohan, I thought we were, because I, I know... We, we both know, did Lindsay Lohan, didn't we? Yeah, I know Miley Cyrus might be listening, because I just put a message on her Facebook about five minutes ago. Okay. So hopefully she's listening well, to Well, so we both, we both did Lindsay Lohan, mm. and here's me getting um, blokish, guys. People, oh, the show's not blokish, I'm making double entendre about um, uh, two men having sex with a young pop star. But now we can both do Miley Cyrus together shall we or Miley Sarhorn <laughs> okay let's you know sing it I'm sure I'll pick up the tune quite quickly it's Miley Sarhorn it's Miley Sarhorn she makes me happy every day it's Miley Sarhorn it's Miley Sarhorn I listen to her music every day sometimes she does modeling and photographic work too it's Miley Sarhorn it's Miley Sarhorn I love to listen to her music too it's Miley Sarhorn I love to look at her too she's been in Disney films a lot. I watch all the films all day. It's Miley Sihon. It's Miley Sihon. I, I think she's a great star. I like to look at her too. What? <laughs> uh, let's. I tell you what we'll do. We're, we're going to. I love. I love um, pretending I'm in Eight Mile with uh, Nigel. I can't do much more because I might wake the neighbours up. We're going to um, uh, screw those. It's me singing. Stop it. I only sung for a bit. My mum's told me not to make so much noise. Your mum said that was terrible. Your mum's wrong. I thought it was brilliant. We're going to we're going to trade lines, Nigel. Right, you ready? Yeah. Pardon. Start start with me, and I'll take the first verse. Well, I've so- got to sing quieter. Uh, all right, fine. We'll do it quiet. We'll do it quietly, right? Mm. Can I do one? No, no, no. You can't. This Aww. is this is boys uh, boys only. Go on, let me do. So we'll do we'll do chorus. I do a verse. Mm. Chorus. You do a verse. Chorus. Kath does a verse. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Three, right. four. It's Miley Cyrus. Are you going to sing? Uh, you start it off, then, uh, Ian, okay. and I'll, I'll come in on the second chorus. Yeah. It's Miley Sihon, it's Miley... You don't have to sing that quietly, it's uh, okay. I don't want to wake your mum. No, no, it'll be all right, it's only me that's got to sing It's quietly. Miley Sihon, Miley Sihon, <laughs> I listen to her every day. It's Miley Sihon, Miley Sihon, she turns all the... the no, I was going to say she turns all the straight men gay, but that's inappropriate. Mm. Um, I like to watch her DVDs, I've never seen anything that she's been in, but if rumour has it, she used to be Hannah Montana on Disney TV. Yes. Take it, Nigel. Miley Sihon, it's Miley Sihon, I watch her films all day long. Yeah, yeah. It's Miley Sihon, it's Miley Sihon, I watch her videos all day long, yeah. D- d- hang on, do the freestyle verse. Oh, it wasn't that long enough. Then. No, do the freestyle verse. <laughs> I don't know what to say. We'll do the verse. I'm a bit nervous because of the neighbours, you see. Um, yeah. Oh, let me do one. Go on, it's great. Set to Catherine. Miley's. Because c- the neighbours can't hear you because I haven't got the radio on. Miley Sihorn, Miley Sihorn. He watches her all day long. It's Miley Sihorn, Miley Sihorn. At his age, it's a little bit wrong. He likes to watch it on the telly. She shakes her bum and her belly. And for some, it's a bit smelly. Oh. But he loves the Sihorn. Oh. 
It's I my like to watch the bangers concert when she's on the car in the tide. I like to watch the bangers concert. It makes me happy all the time. I like looking at the fishnet tides. I like looking at her legs. It's Miley Cyhorn. It's Miley Cyhorn. Carry on singing today. It's Miley Cyhorn. It's Miley Cyhorn. I don't know what a bangers concert is. It's Miley Cyhorn. It's Miley Cyhorn. But Nigel likes her bangers. She is a bit silly. When Nigel's watching, he's playing with his willy. It's he... Miley Cyhorn, it's Miley Cyhorn. She masturbates on the car. Okay, All thanks. right, <laughs> come on. She does, though. Does she? Yeah. I don't know what She's gone is. proper filthy. Okie dokie. Uh, and what, what must her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus, be thinking? He's thinking, hmm, more money. You keep touching yourself, <laughs> his, girl! His achy, breaky heart. You keep touching yourself on that car, girl! Touch yourself more. More money for daddy. <laughs> yes, Rashid. It's Miley Cyphorn, <laughs> Miley Cyphorn, Miley Cyphorn all day. Miley Cyphorn, Miley Cyphorn, <laughs> Nigel Mary J. Blige. Oh, dear <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Happens I know, mate. It's all gone downhill, Rashid. It <laughs> really debate, has. The EU debate, the EU, the EU football, <laughs> terrorism, bit of terrorism. It's Ramadan, not Ramadan. It's Ramadan. Yeah, EU, EU shenanigans, a bit more terrorism. Yeah. Joe Cox, rest in peace. Yeah. That's happened. Yeah. I lost my phone. Yeah. Couldn't listen to the show. Yeah. I wrote it down. Wrote a note down. Um, went on my laptop because I didn't have my phone. Yes. Went on talk radio. Yeah. Went on talk radio uh, group. Oh. Found out the, the show. The show was having an existential crisis. Yes. I looked at what that what? I looked at what that meant, found out what them that meant. Yes. Then I found out that the country is having an existential crisis. Then there was a some some uh, uh, um, the Labour Party was having an existential crisis. Found my phone, called the show. Um, what, what, what else happened? Oh, there was um, some terrorism in Turkey. People on Facebook were debating whether there's so much sympathy for terrorism in the West, yes. but not so much te- uh, sympathy for terrorism in the East. I don't know what you think about that. Then you went for a week, and then we did my uh, my. Uh, <laughs> um, someone did a very, um, did you see the tweet today? Um, uh, and I, You're talking I, to me, Ian Lee. You're talking, talking to me. Why the hell not? And I can't remember who it was. And they, it, but it was. Would you all please stand for the new national anthem? This is after um, Boris Johnson, it, when everything went even more nuts, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it was. And I apologise for nicking this. Please stand for the new national anthem. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you're right, man. Everything, and it does a lot of it. Seems to be focused in this country. Is nuts. Is this? Is this what they? Is this what they? They talk about in the Bible. What is it? Um, um, the day. The of end reckoning, of days. The end of days. Mm. Is this the? Are we approaching the end of days? Because it has been the most insane six months ever. Yeah, and the last month has been intense. And the thing is, as well, right now, everything that's happened in the last week, right. Makes me think, 
Donald Trump could easily become president of the United States of America. Exactly. He could, a- exactly. it could actually, it's now looking like that's the only option there is, is Trump. You're going to love President Trump. You bet we are, boy, because we've got no choice. Unless they, like, put Homer Simpson up or something, because they'll elect anyone off the telly, won't well, they? Well, they will do it, but it, do you know what? I, everyone's going, I've got, I was talking to some Americans a little while ago, and now he'll, he won't, he won't, he won't even become the nominate, well, he's the nominee, right? He won't win. He's going to win. He, I, I called it first this morning at 9.22. I texted Scott and said, Scott, Boris is not going to stand for leader. I was correct. I'm calling it here now. The next president of the United States of America is Donald Trump. And then, guys, we are all screwed. Well, at least it's not Boris. Boris and Trump. My gosh. Here's the thing, though. Boris could still be prime minister one day. Just not in the next ten years, but he, it could happen. Here's the here's the thing I learned, right? And this has always been my rule, and sometimes you you, you, you can't stick to it, right? Never be the person that replaces the person or thing that was really successful, because everyone mm. will go, "Well, you're not as good as that." Mm. Well, I did Rise, okay? It's the replacement for the Big Breakfast. It was quite a good show. It wasn't brilliant, but it's quite a good show. But everyone was comparing it to the Big Breakfast, which was, of course, was was astounding and groundbreaking. We even got more viewers at one point, but no one ever mentioned that. But it was, just, it, you know, it was this great show, uh, and it's it's the same thing. You, 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 the next person who become who replaces David Cameron is gonna have the poisoned chalice. Yeah, it's gonna have a poisoned chalice, you know. And David Cameron was a plum, right? And he did some some pretty lousy things, he, 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 gay marriage and stuff. But actually, he was, he was probably one of the worst prime ministers we've had in a hundred years. But he was the first. Um, conservative prime minister in, uh, uh, since um, what 1997 so that that's phenomenal uh, the next person is gonna fail uh, miserably and then when well, somebody's got to do it and somebody's got to lead you know what i mean i wouldn't like to do it i'm sure you wouldn't i'd do it what, what, what's the alternative i'd do it should we have a revolution like like russell brand i read his book i agreed with a lot of it disagreed with some of it yeah I wh- remember what i disagreed with where's he now now that we need Brand. Yeah, where is Brand? Now's where the time is, for him to seize power. Where is Brand? 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 I know where he is. Oh, he's doing that. He's got his girlfriend pregnant, so he's waiting He's waiting to. Oh, I'm right. He's, um, I've got he's, some new he's, he's working out I, went, I, came, I came out of the toilet the other day in my house, came out of the yeah. toilet. My son, said, my son said to me, What have you been doing, Dad? I said, I went for a Donald Trump. And thank you very much for that. And yes, Russell Brand is working out other entrance routes. Huh? No. Yeah. Uh. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Baby's, yes. baby's come out. Is it out already? No, it's in. But he's waiting for the baby to come out. Yes, so he's, he's for waiting for a en- different entrance route. An exit route. No, he's looking for an entrance. Oh, Ian. <laughs> it's true. He's, he, you make me sick. His libido is um insatiable. Well, t- well, you you no, have to tell us. I won't. I won't tell you. You have to tell us off air, guys. Okay. Um, Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Thank you very much. <laughs> talk Radio. It's coming to an end, but we'll do it tonight. We might do it tomorrow as well. Um, we'll we'll see how we go. But we'll do another hour of uh, straight to air. One of the last few ones for a while. We're going to kind of rest it during July, and it may pop up from time to time. Don't call yet. I will tell you when to call. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. This is the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. All the leaves are brown, and the sky is grey. 
Bobby Womack, a man I don't... All I know about Bobby Womack is um, the Womack and Womack song. Teardrops. Teardrops. No, Footsteps. Footsteps on the dance floor. Yeah. Footsteps on the dance floor. Is that song not called Teardrops? It's called Footsteps. Is it? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Let's have a check. Remind me, baby, Baby of you. Teardrops in my eyes. It's called Teardrops. I'm in you. No. I see you. No. And I do like, don't feel like you did when I never Miley Cyron. No, it's footsteps. It's, all it's called teardrops. It's called teardrops, it's called teardrops my love. That's a different song. No. It's called Footsteps. Anyway, that's the only song of... Turn it off. Try to do a radio show, mate. That's a bit rude. It's the only song of his that I'm aware of. And so when he died two years ago, <laughs> um, maybe it was last year, it was, uh, I think it was 2014. He's definitely died, though. He's definitely dead. Um, and everyone was like, oh, no, oh, oh, Bobby Womack, no, no. And I, I don't really know anything about him. And then there was a box set going around, which I was trying to blag a free copy of. I got the, that's, that's from the sampler for the box set. And it's nice, but um, I don't think I'd want to spend 
no. money on on uh, i've still got in the boot of my car the uh george harrison the dark horse years box set still in still in the the, the envelope uh, packaging it Is came that in dark horse aka sore throat years well yeah but that was his record label dark horse that's why it's called that oh. he, had his, he had his own record label he said so we got a little bit um but i quite like some of those songs it's a little bit here's the here's the problem here's the problem with 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 george harrison and with the uh, last two beatles singles the, the problem can be summed up in two words. Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn. Jet, right, the ELO, right, so Jeff Lynn was in, I think he was in Wizard with Roy Wood, right? Or he was in a group with Roy Wood, and then they, no, I think, I think Roy Wood was in ELO with Jeff Lynn, and then Roy Wood went off to form Wizard, right? And so ELO became Jeff Lynn's pet project, and it was um, basically him trying to, you know, deconstruct Beatles records and then remake them. Right, and I quite like Mr. Blue Sky is a brilliant song. I love it. It's an absolutely brilliant song. The rest of the stuff is a little bit. Oh, woman. That's a good one. The rest of it's rubbish, right? Um, but then, then he got his hands on the actual Beatles, and he produced a lot of the George Harrison stuff. Rubbish. He produced Free as a Bird. Now, again, that was a poison chalice. George Martin said. Oh, I can't do it. My ears. Uh, he, George Martin said he'd gone deaf. He'd done a Boris. Yeah, no, he did. He said he'd gone deaf, right? And so he couldn't do it. But then he still produced stuff after that came out. What he what he was, he knew it was a really bad idea, and that the song they were given a was a ropey song, and b was like it was just like a home cassette. It was like a really bad quality recording. Um, in the end, I quite like Free as a Bird mm. and um, Real Love. Well, I think they're nice. Yeah, they are nice. The bonus tracks, aren't they? Well, they were released as a single. No, but what I mean is that it was a Billy bonus to get them. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, and I like I liked them. I re- there was going to be a third one, but George Harrison said, I'm not, no, I don't want to do a third one. They're, they're going to leave it as it is. What was the third one going to be? Does anyone know? Anyway, um, uh, but, but Jeff Lynne made it sound, he's too slick. There's no gaps in Jeff Lynne. Like him and the, Dave Stewart's another one. Where there's no gaps in between the sounds. There's no mistakes. There's no everything is so tightly processed that there's no room for it to breathe. Mm. And the Beatles, you know, they did. Um, have you heard um, um, "Because" from Abbey Road, but without, um, but the Acapulco version? No, I've yet. Go and show me. Here we go. Listen, listen to this, right? And everyone thinks of oh, the Beach Boys. They were the this. This is listen. This is the Beatles, and they drowned it in music, right? Um, oh, that's um, oh no, I can't. Now I can't find it. Someone, can someone find me a link? This is a cover of it. I think. Hang on. Is this them or is it a cover? Hang on a minute. Play. Play, 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 play. I've put mute on it. Oh, yeah. It turns me. No, that's not it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Beatles. Um, oh, where's the where's them doing it? Acapulco. Guys, can, ah, here we go. Here we go. This is it. Listen to this. Listen to this. Oh, I skipped the ad in five seconds. I'll skip the ad now. Oh, it'd be worth it. Trust me, it'd be worth it. Hang on, skip that. This is it. This is it. Yeah. This is from the Beatles rock band. There's a great game which I'd forgotten all about. I've got it on Wii. Oh, the opening titles to that I just think are stunning. Here we go. Here we go. Shh. Yeah, loading. One, Here two, three, four. Oh. Uh, can, can someone send me a link? Although all with the Beatles because Acapulco, if you don't mind. Line one, you're on the wireless. 
Oh, Ian, yes, uh, 1st of July, you're, uh, you're booked in here for an appointment? Uh, yes, that's, uh, uh absolutely correct. Um, that's you, the, ready for, to see for me the now? full-on, uh, full-on massage, is that correct? Uh, yes, please. Um, you okay if we continue now? You're on your own, yes? Yes, 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 of course. I'm okay if we just, uh, remove your top, please, sir. Certainly, yep. There we go. It's off. Okay. Okay. Just gonna apply a, a small bit of lotion here. It's got, a, a, like, a milky texture. I'm just going to place it around your shoulders. Yep. Is that okay? Yep, that's, that's, um, oh gosh, that's, uh... Okay. Mm -hmm. Reminiscent, yep. Okay, I'm just... It may, it may hurt a little bit. I'm just going to push my thumbs here on the back of your neck. Oh, Oh. God, that is, uh... I I like it. You are tense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You okay? Yeah, I've just got a... Yeah, Okay, um, oh, hang on, it's, it's, it's spinning out. Uh, um, oh dear. Okay, well that's, um, that's, uh, unfortunate. Line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, hello. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Prodi. by oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand that's what the last hour is at the moment it's gonna it's gonna change probably from next week at some point um there's another oh okay well let, let me let me i'm trying to find ba- bands that out beach boy the beach boys the turtles had amazing harmonies they did a song for coke uh, every band in the 60s seemed to do a song for coca-cola um no, i can't find that either i can't seem to find anything um on youtube what i do want you see and um i, I can't find out okay well that's, that's going off down there oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand so back to the point i was trying to make go on coronation street will air six episodes a week for the first time in its history cast and crew were told last night here we go listen listen found it thank you The Beatles, Acapulco, out beach boying the Beach Boys.
Off into something else. Flipping heck. That's the that's the, the the blooming Beatles, and it's not. There is a different version of that, dear listener. That's from the Love Album, which I, I have you heard the Love Album, mm-hmm. the, the, where it's all mashed up. I think it's brilliant, and pe- but people hate it. I think it's absolutely stunning. Where it's, I love a good mashup. I went to Las Vegas to do some filming, and it was awful. It's such, such an awful, soulless, hellish place. And it's the, Blackpool with a bit more. Money. Oh, it's just disgusting there. I hate it, and um. What we were filming wasn't working either. It was, it was a sequel to the, the programme where we took Posh and Beck's lookalike to LA, and that worked really well. And we took a Wills and Harry to um, Las Vegas, but they didn't look anything like Wills and Harry, so we were kind of... It just, it just wasn't working. No one was buying it. Um, so it was going badly. And one night, everyone went out on the Raz, and I spent, I think, something like $180 on a ticket to go and see Love, the show, where they built a theatre specifically for this Cirque du Soleil Beatles show. Been a, I had tears in my eyes watching it. I phoned up my, I came out and I, f- I texted my ex-girlfriend and said, because she worked in theatre, and she was the only person who I could communicate with who would understand the profound spiritual experience I'd had seeing this show. It was incredible. I have never had an, a, an experience during a performance like it it was just amazing absolutely amazing and that's what that song is from it was it was brilliant i remember there was this kid break there was like this eight-year-old kid just doing this really wicked break dancing to the beatles but that was like a tiny thing that's going on and there were hundreds of other things going on at the same time and then you saw silhouettes of the beatles and what they'd done brilliantly was they got they had access to all the beatles tapes and they'd just taken lines from conversation and made up these fake conversations that oh the beatles goodness. were having flipping hell and you could see their silhouettes up on oh god it was amazing let me take one call then we'll take a break line one you're on the wireless hip 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 how are you very yeah, well yeah well how, how do you very well yes what you got for us uh nothing really just uh driving home from work so i'd uh give a call bit of triple m yeah well it's it, it's one of the last ones this is this is what you tell us this is what this is this is what is true yeah, no, just, uh, literally nothing. Just thought I'd, uh, give a call up and have a chat. Okay, well, you have done. Thank you very much. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, hello again. I just wanted to apologise for my abysmal attempt at a Pradeep earlier. I hope you won't forgive me. I, c- I cannot forgive you for that. It was, it was beyond awful. Oh, I would say more, but unfortunately I've bottled it. They were informed in an email. Imagine getting an email. So how often is Coronation Street on now? Four times, I'm going to say. You remember when it used to be two? Two was the thing. Come, You come in, Emma. There's my pass. Take the pass. This is that. Um, Did it used to be longer when it was just two? No. Half an hour. It's always been half an hour. Oh. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi there. Yeah, just hearing your um, 
was it a, a Beatles gig or something you said you had a, a moment of euphoria? It was it was at the Cirque du Soleil uh, Beatles show Love in Las Vegas. Yes, it was it was um it was spiritual. Uh, yeah, well, I had seven, you know Shed Seven, like a sort of 90s indies band. Yes, I do know Shed Seven. I'm, I'm aware of um, them, yeah. Yeah, well, they had a lot of hits, and I went there just, just you know, just because they were quite big, and they were doing, like, a reunion tour. Yeah. And I always remember the, the, the last song that come on. I can't remember what it was now, but right in the middle of the song... I'll, like, oh, hang on. I'll always remember the last song that came on. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, no, go. I remember. No, I'm going, the, the moment, feeling. the moment, yeah. The feeling, and I just had these... I could feel these ripples in the bottom of my spine, rippling yeah. up like electric, yeah. and it hit me, and it kind of took my shoulders and my head... Um, and it was, it lasted for like 15, 20 seconds, hit me out of the blue. And I was, that sounds like you were coming up on a pill or something, man. No, I wasn't. I was there with my girlfriend. So, I mean, yeah, no, not, okay. the, you know. mm. but yeah, I mean, I, I was literally on the, in the pit as they call it. And yeah. I had tears streaming down wow. my face and I didn't realize it was the last song of the night. Um, they went off stage and the lights come on. I had to pretend I had like a bad cold and stuff. But uh, the old <laughs> something in the eye thing. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Shed Seven gig. What? What? What, I mean, what was it? Was it? Was it the, uh, the the memories that you got from Shed Seven? Was it just that moment uh, in time? Bit, I think it's that moment. I, I guess so. But that's uh, it was the um, it's the song that goes and tonight you can something if you want to and i was like in the moment i don't know shed seven's material that well to be able to um to fill in the yeah, blanks i'm afraid kind of, it's kind of a repeat of a, the same section but it kind of goes a key up so it really oh uh, the key change um, it was a key change you had a touch of the Westlifes. yeah yeah but that makes me think about music like i'll stick old i'll listen to cds of the beatles yeah. modern remasters yeah. and they're good songs but i've got original vinyls yeah. from the 60s and i put them on and there just seems to be i don't know if it's a mental thing or no it's the, it the, the old vinyls sound much better it's a bit i was reading a really interesting very geeky article in this month's record collector about what is the best record player to use and it kind of depends what you're listening to i've got this really old 1963 dance set record player and those mm. early 60s singles, the She Loves You, I'm mm. a Believer, the Ronettes, you play that yeah. stuff on, a, on an early 60s mm. dance set record player. That's what it was meant to be heard. First thing I on. played on mine, yep. Be My Baby. There we go. Just the drums. Doom, yeah. Doom, That's what oh, it's meant to be incredible. awesome. That's what it's meant to be heard. That or, or, or tiny um, uh, transistor radios. And Brian Wilson, when he finished a song, would uh, and mixed it, would um, uh, would play it in the car so he could hear it through the car stereo because he knew that that's, that's where where the, where the kids the kids would um, would get to hear it. That song you're right, thinking. Well, a friend of mine, he sorry, a friend of mine, he re he uh, uh, builds his own like gramophones and repairs old gramophones. Oh, yeah. And I went round his house and he had what they call a picnic gramophone from HMV. Yeah. And it's like a little suitcase gramophone that unfolds and basically people used to take on a picnic. Yeah. And he asked me who I thought the best piano player was in the world. Um, and I said I wasn't sure. That's a good question. Um, and he got, is it, is it Fats Dominoes or Fats something? Fats Domino, yeah, 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 yeah. From the 30s, is that the guy? Well, he's, he's well, he's, he's still alive, Fats Domino, flipping it. No, From... he's, he's the guy in the 30s. Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, jeez, I can't think of his name now, but he, he put it on and it was... I mean, I wouldn't normally listen to something from the 1930s, and that yeah. blew me away. So, yeah. it's just like you saying that, just kind of, I do my own music, and it's hard to capture what connects with people. 
It's, it's magic. It's uh, magic. It's voodoo. It's voodoo. It's like yeah, when we do this show, not comparing the show to the Beatles, but we're nearly as good. Um, uh, in my head, we are like casting cantations and little spells. We've turned for the last hour. We started turning the lights off so that it's just that so that it creates a different vibe. And that's what that's what music like a really good song is magic, man. It's actual magic. Spells have been cast to make that. Yeah, I genuinely believe that. It's very easy to copy. If you do like verse, verse, it's very easy to copy with all the digital systems now to copy a verse and double it. And, and also, digital, everybody- digital isn't real, right? As again, I was, I was reading the Luke Haynes book the other day. Luke Haynes is a brilliant writer. He writes, he writes unlike anybody else about about music. Yeah, I've, got, it, I've got his book on golf. Oh, a golf. I don't think he's he written my manuals. I don't think he does. No, oh, oh, I see. No, no, not him, Muppet. Um, but he, he writes, he was working in the music industry when it went from, from analogue to digital, when it went from tape to, 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 to computers. And he, po- he, he makes a really good point that, that when you record something digitally, you're not actually recording it. The computer is creating a facsimile of it out of, out of ones and zeros. It's, oh. it's a computer <laughs> copy. When you record something on tape, that sound, the position of that microphone, the distance from, from the guitar, from the drums, that's all captured on that tape. But when you record something into a computer or onto a hard drive, it's all numbers. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a, a, a facsimile of what actually happens. So of course you're going to lose the space, the space between the instruments and the notes that you can only get on analog tape. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people, I know when Pro Tools come out and everything started to go digital, a lot of artists and studios are using Pro Tools as a creative, yeah. like an instrument in itself, yeah. just like the Beatles used to do with their studio equipment. Yeah. But now it's just become a a workbench, a, a plain but it's, it's brilliant because it means i've got a computer here i could i could effectively if i had you know the know-how on my little laptop i could record an album you know i could do a multi-track I could, i've got more tracks on my mac here than the beatles yeah. you know the beatles had when they would had four tracks to record sergeant pepper i've got an infinite number of tracks on here there would be no compression there would be nothing lost as i bounced i wouldn't even need to bounce tracks around but it, it so it, in many ways it's brilliant god we're getting geeky but i like it in many ways it's brilliant <laughs> and it's it's um like it's handy but you lose you lose the soul of the music man you lose the soul it's like that part of the mamas and the papas song where uh denny comes in too early yeah and that's one of the best bits of the song because you once you know that that it's like a little key you know to i just think it's fascinating yeah well it's similar to ian i'm sure you mentioned beatles rock band a little while ago as well um and yeah but in between on the menus you hear all the outtakes and the people speaking and that's that's incredible as well i i um i love the fact that now on amazon you're apparently you're legally allowed to buy bootlegs i don't i don't quite know what that gap in the law is um and i've got right i I used well you're not legally allowed to but they sell them on there they don't notice it's the weirdest thing they sell beach boys and beatles are they similar to jeggings Jeggins, very similar to Jeggins, <laughs> um, and I—I I mean, I don't buy so many Beatles bootlegs now, but I used to when I was when I was you know a teenager. I'd buy like, these cassettes of Beatles bootlegs to hear the you know to hear. You hear there's a brilliant. Um, um, I had a bootleg that basically all it was one side of it was the transformation of Strawberry Fields from Ever from John Lennon writing. Oh, it. lovely! Yeah, but him writing it on this guitar, right? This crappy sounding guitar 
to through you know to the first take to the second take to the 17th take you know you know strawberry fields forever is two takes stuck together and once you and once you hear it i'm gonna gonna let you go because we're gonna go to break i'll come back we'll play it once you hear the join you can never unhear Mm. the join it's it's genius here we go i'll have it in a sec we have ways of making you talk so I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to find it and I can't quite find it. But, um, uh, the, the whole transformation of Strawberry Fields when he's just playing it on this acoustic guitar and this bootleg to the, to the, the finished product is, is marvelous. But they recorded two different versions of Strawberry Fields, right? And John Lennon said, I like the first bit of the first one and I like the second bit of the second one. Can you join them together? Didn't and- they speed it up or slow it well, down? Well, George Martin said, bit. well, no, we can't do that because they're, they're different tempos and at different keys. He said, well, just make it work. And he went off home. And so George Martin, um, then had to try and work out how to do it. And he worked out by pure fluke that if you sped up one version, it became the same tempo as, uh, and the same key as the other version. But there's, um, I might have to, let me buy it. Hang on a minute. Because there's, there's an, you can hear, you know, I'm not, and I've not done this for years. So may, actually, maybe I might be exaggerating ever slightly. It's a very subtle, um, you can buy it on here now. Cause strawberry fields. Um, I remember, the, I remember when it was pointed out to me, I went, oh, flipping it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, strawberry fields forever. The Beatles, that's going to be worth 99 pence. By the way, that Shed 7 song, I think was called On Standby. Okay. So maybe you can have a little cry to that. And it just goes it. to show, you know, if people are having, um, religious profound experiences at sh- the, the Shed 7 concerts and it's uh, anything can happen. Right. Key change is pretty powerful stuff, you know. Yeah, but that's why boys don't do it. Here we go. So listen to this. Right. Now it's a... It's a 59 seconds. Is the You hear them glue two different versions together, right? Let me take you down Cos I'm going to Strawberry Fields Not yet, not yet. Strawberry fields forever. Not yet. Living is easy with eyes closed. Twenty so seconds. Standing all you see. It's getting hard to be someone, but it all works out. Ten seconds. It doesn't matter much to me. Let me take you. Down, cause I'm going to there it is. Oh, it's so hard to, to spot it. I, this, I think this timing is slightly off. Hang on. There. Let me take there. you down. Cause I'm going to strawberry It's it's that little gap. It's that little gap it, where it, it comes All in. Works That's where the edit is. And it's, um, it's George Martin. That's quite subtle. It's very subtle. I think I've got that right. There'll be, there'll be Beetleheads bigger than mine out there who'll go, no, 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 you've got the wrong, you've got the wrong clip, boy. Yes, Line One, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Hey, man. I've got a little thought, um, and, uh, it might be a bit controversial, but I strongly disagree with the poppy appeal. Tell me why. Because 
they do things like they give grants, for example, for wheelchairs and hearing aids, and I've never heard anyone say this, but I find it absolutely abhorrent that it has to be relied upon charity to look after these guys who've given up basically everything for Britain and society as we know it, but then when they're tossed out at the other side, yeah. they have to rely upon charity. Right. And I've never heard anyone actually raise that point. I, I, I don't get how it's kind of slipped under the radar. Well, well, so so, you, so your, your, your initial point is, you, 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 is wrong. In what way? Well, you said you don't, you, you disagree strongly with the poppy appeal. You don't. Yeah. You don't. You disagree. Well, no, you don't. You disagree strongly with the government's yeah. treatment of war veterans. You don't disagree with the well, poppy appeal, you, you disagree with the, the, the government's treatment of war veterans. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, but they use the poppy appeal as a device to get around the fact that they should actually be um, providing for these chats mm. at a later stage. Right, well again... That could be again, said for all charities again, though, couldn't it? Again, you're not, you, you don't disagree with the poppy appeal. You disagree with the government's treatment and attitude towards providing for war veterans. But then, then how could you say that I, it's purely that I disagree with it if it's, um... Well, well how can you say you disagree with, with the poppy appeal when you don't? Because it shouldn't be necessary, so therefore... No, 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 I, I exactly. It, it shouldn't be, but you don't disagree... You, <laughs> you don't disagree with the poppy appeal. But I do. No, you don't. But the, you're, you're not saying... What you're telling me is not a disagreement oh. with the poppy appeal. It's a disagreement with the government's treatment of war veterans, which is a completely yeah, different thing. Just, well, it's not a completely different thing. It's completely well, it different, is. isn't it? Because it I, is completely I, I, different. I, I, Sorry, see it is, it is completely different. You, you, you're saying one thing, but then arguing another. The two aren't, uh, aren't connected. Well, no, I, I think you're, uh, you're being pedantic because... Well, no, 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 hang on a minute. There's a, I'm being, I'm not being pedantic. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing a massive, you've come on with a very sweeping statement. I'm not, not fussed either way by the statement, but, but, but then you're, you, and I'm asking you to justify the statement and you're unable to. You're then making a, a separate, different argument. Well, I, I actually, do you know, I'm perplexed because surely if, surely it stands its own, uh, ground in the sense that if, if they were actually looked for, uh, looked after, sorry, there would be no need for the appeal. Why Therefore, do you, why do you disagree so strongly with the poppy appeal? Focus on that. Don't mention the government in this right. answer. Why do you disagree so strongly with the poppy appeal? Ah, I see, right, okay, I see what you mean. Okay, okay. Alright, well, let's just go with it anyway. So, I, I disagree with it because there shouldn't be a necessity for it. Right, so but but the but, but, but the I, fact I, there is a necessity for it means it has to be there. So you don't want the poppy appeal to provide for war veterans. No, I think that it, the government should. Right. I so your that, problem that is you do don't. The problem is you don't disagree with the poppy appeal. You disagree with the government's treatment of war veterans. The poppy appeal is completely separate. So in me saying that I don't think the poppy appeal should exist. You're suggesting, therefore, that I don't think that... No. You came on and you said, you came on with the statement, I strongly disagree with the poppy appeal. But yet, everything you said 
is nothing to do with the poppy appeal. You you agree with the poppy appeal. You just wish that they did. It, there was no need for the poppy appeal. Yeah, I, I suppose you could argue that way, but I mean... <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to help you. I'm not arguing either way. I'm trying to help you clear up what you're saying so that people understand no, what I, you're saying. I, 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 don't, I don't think there's need to clear it up. I think it's quite straightforward. What, well, what it's, I'm saying is I disagree with Why it, do you disagree right? with the poppy appeal? As I've said, the reason being, right, that there should be no need for it. So well, no, 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 but that's, but that's not. But that's not. No, but that, you're saying you disagree with it because it shouldn't exist. Well, that that again, that's an argument against the government's policy towards war veterans. You're not disagreeing with the poppy appeal. There is a need for oh, it. No, but you're. But well, then, then you're you. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Then you're an idiot because your argument doesn't make any sense. But of course it does. Well, because no, it's in your head it does, but it doesn't. Ah, of course it does. Of course it does. Well, it, 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 this it is the danger of turning because into a Monty Python sketch. Trust me, trust me, it doesn't. I've, I've been arguing for, for, for much longer and, and much more pointless arguments than you have. And what you're saying doesn't I would, make... I'm, I'm sure, I, I would agree with you. Sure. Thank you. But what you're saying, you're saying you disagree with the poppy appeal... But you don't. You disagree with the government's treatment of, or, or lack of treatment, I'm trying to help you even more here, of war veterans, which requires the need for a poppy appeal. Yes, but that comes part and parcel, hand oh, in glove, with the, the argument that I've put forward. No, it doesn't. You haven't, Surely, no, you haven't put an argument forward, though. That's the problem. I'm waiting for an argument to be put forward. So, which part of it don't you understand? Well, um, none of it. Because you're not... Break it down. I know, I've broken it down like six times. I know what Uh you're trying to say, but you don't. So if the basis of the poppy appeal is to provide for people as they get older or in later later life after they've they've done what they've done... Full stop, full stop there, full stop there. You You disagree with that? No. Right, fine! That's the poppy appeal! That's the poppy appeal! No, 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 stag in a second. That's, you've just said what the poppy appeal is is partly for, right? I've asked you, do you disagree with that? You've said no. So you do not disagree with the poppy appeal. You disagree with the way the government treats war veterans. I, 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 what you're doing is you're simply coming from a different angle. I'm going straight forward, straight to the target, right? You're not going to the target, you're you're going all over the place. Absolutely not. I'm repeating myself time after time. I know exactly, and that's the thing, and there is no, there is no, you're you're not making any sense. (laughs) So, so, so you think that that argument is nonsensical if I suggest that the poppy field should not exist because the government should not ask the public to provide a charitable donation to look after these guys. Ergo, right, no, sorry, Sorry, not Therefore, right, it shouldn't exist. Therefore, I disagree with its existence. But that's... OK, well, you're changing it slightly, but you're still wrong. No, no, I'm not. No, 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 I, no, I'm not. I, I, that's exactly what I began with. I disagree with it on that basis. OK, so let's get rid of the poppy appeal. So all those um, war veterans are screwed. 
They don't get any of the support, they don't get any of the support or funding that the Poppy Appeal, um, uh, and the Royal British Legion provides them, okay? So that's what you want. You want to abolish the Poppy Appeal. Okay, fine. What happens to those veterans, then? We should step in and the government should actually replace us. Exactly, but they wouldn't, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't. So, what happens to those veterans? So what's your, what's your problem now? The Poppy Appeal doesn't exist. Those veterans uh-huh. don't get any of the support from the Poppy Appeal. So what's, what, and the government hasn't picked up the slack. So what are you angry with then? May I make a point first before I answer that? No. No, okay, right. Uh, I, that is a, a hypothetical situation that I wouldn't stand for. And what would you be angry uh, with then? The poppy appeal is gone. Those war veterans don't get the support they got from the poppy appeal because you've abolished it. The government doesn't pick up the right. slack. What are you angry with then? Okay, so I just answered your question. No, so you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You haven't answered the question. What are you angry with in that hypothetical situation? I'll say it for a fourth time. Please try and pay attention. I know it's difficult. You abolish the poppy appeal, it's gone. Those war veterans don't get any of the support from the poppy appeal. The government doesn't pick up the slack. What are you angry with in that hypothetical What are you angry with in that hypothetical situation? No, I'm, I'm not. You're, that's your, so you that's wouldn't be angry. You wouldn't be angry. No, you, wouldn't be angry you wouldn't be angry then. You wouldn't be angry then. There's no poppy appeal, no. and the, those war veterans aren't getting any support. So you're you're happy with that situation? Nonsense. You put those words in my mouth. Well, then, well, then answer. Then answer the question, man. I will answer your question. I will actually, when you ask me a question, I will I actually answer it if you answer this question. And I don't know why you're struggling to answer uh-huh. it. Shall I ask you it one more time? Because, uh, no, no, I, let me explain why I can't answer it. Okay, I can't answer it yes. because you're putting forward a hypothetical situation. Yes, we've abolished, we've abolished, we've, you, you said you want but to we abolish. We abolished it. No, you, no, you, you said you, you're making this up as you go on. You we s- haven't abolished it, have we? You said, well, you said, you said, you want, you said, you made this situation you said, up. You made it up. I yes, because in, convers- in conversations, when you're, you're um, kicking around ideas, sometimes we go into the world of hypotheticals. I know it's a difficult concept to grasp, but my four-year-old can do it. I'm hoping you can. You've said, you've said you want to get rid of the poppy appeal. Okay, so it, it, let's, let, we have to, we have to kind of, it's work You're out. now saying, you're now suggesting that we don't replace it with anything. That's not what No, 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 I've not said that. I've not said that. I've said, oh, yeah, the gov- I've said, I have said the government haven't picked up the slack because there's no guarantee the government would pick up the slack. So what that are you was- angry with in that situation? I, in that situation, with the government not picking up the slack... And that's what you're angry with now, that the government haven't picked up the slack already! For goodness sakes, man! Thank you very much, I enjoyed that. We have ways of making you talk. I recognise that that guy's voice. I recognised his um, voice. I think I got the edit wrong, but indulge me this. I got the edit point wrong. What the strawberry feels. Yeah, yeah, hang on a minute. It's not in that gap. Hang on, one more time. One, hang on. Mm, this is really doing my nutted. I had, remember I had it pointed out to me, and I couldn't stop hearing it. But this, I mean, yes, I mean, guys, this was 25 years ago, for crying out loud. Someone gave me a little hint on um, Twitter. Um, 
Um, it sounded like the join was a couple of seconds after the gap during the word going. All right, let's try there. Let's try there. Let's, let's, um, let's they sounded try. like an overlap, but I don't know whether that was the first. It's getting hard to be someone, but it all works out. It doesn't matter much to me. Let me take you down, because I'm going to... Yeah. It's going. It's on yes. going. It's when he's singing going. Listen to that. You can hear it. It's doubled up. Bang on 59 seconds. Yes, going. Here it comes. Let me take you down, because I'm going. Yeah. There you go. And then you're into version two. Thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Ian, how you doing, pal? It's Rocky. All right, pal. Rocky hey. Edinburgh. Hey, Rocky, how you doing, man? You're right. Aye, aye, I don't know what that boy was on. Uh, he was, uh, I just thought I'd better uh, give you a phone and let you know that not everybody in Scotland's <laughs> mental. <laughs> oh, uh, well, no, so it's only 65% of you guys, I know that. No, it was, it was... <laughs> well, that's true. I got the point he no, was no, saying... You've got uh, the wrong way around, you've got that the wrong way around, oh, okay. I, I uh, 65 remain. I, I've got it, I, you yeah. know, I, I understand what he was saying. I think it's bad that the government don't look after war veterans as I well as they I, should I, do. I, That's I, terrible, I, I, but... To he... be honest with you, I, I, I actually jumped in the, jumped back in the taxi, there was halfway through the conversation, so I picked it up, but basically, going by his logic, you could say, I don't like the way the government don't look after the, the war veterans. Why? Because I don't like poppies. Well, yeah, you know I mean I, that I, makes as much sense as what the guy was saying. You know, I, I, um, it's you know, let's let's get let's get rid of cancer research. So the government's the, the reason these charities exist is because the the governments don't you know contribute. To be honest enough. with you, if you were going to if you were going to uh, discuss the ills of the government, yeah. it would take a lot longer than a three of our show. Let's be honest. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, Ian, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm just listening to your adverts here. Right, you had one yeah. for a Sky box set, right, yeah. with uh, the actor. Is it Idris Idris Elba? Elba. Is Elba is very, po- very popular. Your favourite. I don't get Elba. Aye, right. Well, listen to this. I've, I've just thought, is, uh, I'm actually just thinking, I think we might have a new um, a new section on the show. Yes. Am I racist? Where people can put um, oh. situations to you, yes. and you can be, obviously, you know, with your racist background, you can... Um, <laughs> With my racist background. Am I racist? Well, good, do you, have you got have you got a scenario you want to try? Aye, was just to uh, to the adverse here, right? Now, when that Idris Elba started talking, yeah. I automatically said to myself, "Oh, that's a black actor, right?" Now, in this day and age, yeah. I should just be thinking that's that actor, right? No. But in my defence, yeah. Well, what I was going to say was, Idris Elba was one of the guys who started um, kicking up a stink, saying that you know he was yeah. finding it hard to to get leading roles as a black actor. So I'm thinking he has pigeonholed himself as a black actor. So therefore, if I think of him as a black actor, am I racist? Over to you. No, you're not. Is that's a, that's a simple oh, one? No, you're not. Is that? Yeah, you're uh, not. No, no, it doesn't make you racist. It's, it's, I, I don't have a problem. Because, well, because I'm a white middle class man, I don't have a problem with um, saying that wh- that white person. It, it, it's a it's a descriptive term. It's a descriptive term. So no, you're not racist. Right. I'll give you another one in a similar vein just yeah. before I go. Okay. Um, I was. Um, you, you punched an Indian fella because of the colour of his skin. Me again? Oh, that's a bit. Racist. Go on. Yes, go on, ah. Rocky. Right. I'll tell you what. Right. I, there was. Uh, I won't bore you with the details, but my football team 
had signed a black guy. Right? Yeah. Now, I was listening to the commentary on yeah. the radio, yeah. and um, this guy had a, a fantastic physique, very big, tall, sort of muscular guy. Almost looked as if he, he should be a boxer before yeah. a football player. Yeah. Well, anyway, one of these commentators says, oh my God, he says, he looks like a big um, NBA basketball player. Yeah. Right? Now, do you know that someone, this was on the, well, it doesn't matter the station, it was a Scottish station, um, someone phoned up and says, I didn't really appreciate your racist comment there because yeah, this guy had likened this football player yeah, to yeah, an yeah. NBA basketball yeah, I and I'm thinking... Uh, that's not racist. Really? And I, 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 A, I can believe someone did that because people are idiots. No, of course it's not racist. Of course it's not. Perfect. There you go. Thank you, that rocket. I'm just going to go because I've got well, to see another line flashing. I want to see who that is. This line one. Oh, Ian, I do uh, mobile discos and I, uh, I, I found that, you know, Michael Jackson thriller? Um, yes, I do know Michael Jackson's really. Yeah, it's a good yeah, song, that well, one. Well, or- originally, that was called Starlight. And if you listen to it, it's it's more of a disco song than what it is a haunting song, because Thriller's quite haunting, isn't it? And uh, I, I slipped that into a set last week. Yeah. And uh, everyone's expecting Thriller. Everyone was on the dance floor with their hands, and you know how they, they all yeah, come to, to do the haunting, the zombie there. dance. They, they all do the, the, the scary stuff. Well, yeah. I thought I'll throw, I'll throw this in. Yeah. I thought that'll, 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 learn that'll give them a knock. Yeah. And do you know what? They bloody loved it, boy. I, I had, I had three come up to me after the event, uh, saying that's, that's, that's just like a disco song. That's not like a haunted you know, song. We're not, yeah, we're not going to get a taxi home. We're just going to, we're just going to wing it, just walk. And they, and they did. I stood out the back. And they just, they, they didn't have torches, they didn't have phones, and they just went off down the bloody lane, boy. There's no street light in here either. What's your name, friend? Joseph. Joseph, you're good, you're good. Um, what's, what's, what's your disco, uh, mobile disco company name? Jolly Joseph. I enjoyed that call a lot, Joseph. I hope we get to speak again. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. That's the best call. <laughs> we've had, and we've had some good calls tonight. That is the best call. That was great. I, I don't. I don't think that was real. But I. Uh, I so wish it not, was. It's not. It's not. It's not a haunting song. It's a disco song. Certainly, <laughs> haunting song. Well, and if, if that call, thank you, Joseph. If that call had come at the start of the show, we'd be doing haunting songs. Mm. Um, ghost in my house. Ghost in my house. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel like somebody's watching me, and I got no privacy. I was going to say Backstreet's Back, but that's a haunting video. It's yeah. not a haunting song. No, they did a they did a thriller esque. Yeah, thing. isn't it? Um, oh, he's Cliff. Oh, come on, it's it. me. It's not okay. Oh, come on, it's about haunting. No, it's annoying. It's an annoying song, and oh, that's no, a whole different it. skill. Out on the way. Oh, stop it! She's doing a voice. Time for her to go. Go on, <laughs> off you go. Because I'm, I'm shooting straight off. That's it, dear listener. We is done. Um, I'll see you on Tuesday, Boyly. Yeah, maybe. Like, well, we've got some chancer coming in called Dave, who I've never met. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, we've got a new owner, and we've got a new producer coming in. No. Interim. Yes. Um, download the podcast. Um, buy my CD. Go com forward slash Ian Lee. It's only six quid. The two mics are up next. Back tomorrow at ten. Till then, ta ta. Debate for the UK. Talk radio. We'll get you talking. 